it is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart, and, and, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy. But also, you have to be thin. You have to have money. Because you, you can't ask for money because that's crass. And you have to be a boss, but you can't, you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you, you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. Uh, you have to be a career woman. But also, you know, be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. Uh, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're, you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful, right? Uh, you have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It, it's it's too hard. It, it's it's contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. And I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself in the knot so that people will like us. And and and, and if all that is is also true for a doll just representing women, th then I don't know. Also, truck nuts. It's Halloween Havoc 1998 this week on Nothing Good. Interesting start to the day. I'm not sure. <laughs> I am equal parts confused and impressed with that intro because you channeled some shit that I didn't know you had in you. Is that from the Barbie movie? That is absolutely from the Barbie movie. Because as you okay, were going, go. like me and Jones were looking at each other like, where the fuck is he going with this? And then I was like, wait, I think that's from the Barbie movie. It is from the Barbie movie. <laughs> okay, well, that, well, there we Once go. Once you said doll, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I was... What really is better with WCW? Because I was like, we're not the type of show that gives life advice to others. No, not typically. Let's <laughs> no, just me. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> oh boy. Well, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? That we, you know what? We had uh, a pretty uh, eventful uh, week week or so. We had a couple of birthdays that passed relatively recently. We did have a few we birthdays, did. didn't we? Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually talking about myself and Mac here. <laughs> Two-thirds of left. the room. I, yes. was, I was hoping you were going to go off on like a list of like other people that have birthdays besides you or me. <clears throat> next year. Mm, next so year. you won't yeah. see it coming. We'll no. get them next time. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys ever like go online to try to find like who's the most famous person that like you share a birthday with? You ever guys I feel ever like do I've that? done that before, but I can't yeah, remember I feel like now. You, I feel like once you do it once, why would you have to do it again? Well, I mean, because other people become famous. So, like, maybe they also share a birthday with you. Like, the one that always stuck with me was Usher. Oh. Yeah. He's uh, a Libra, huh? He He's a Libra. October 14th, 1976. So, 
You know, anytime uh, where we were, we were at a wedding and somebody uh, and they played uh, "You Got it, You Got It Bad." I think that's the title of the song. Yeah, sure. Something and, like that. Uh, and then, of course, I go on the dance floor, and I'm I'm, I'm two shits to the wind at this point. And uh, I had to go ahead and just kind of tell Steph, we share the same birthday. I love Me it. Me and Usher. This is like my birthday song. And she's like. She's, it is not. She's like, it's not. <laughs> That's not how that works. It's not how that works. He's like, your birthday song is barely happy, happy birthday. And you share that with a fucking everybody. That's fair. Yeah, that's wow. fine. True. Yeah. All right. But she also got me this wonderful hooded sweatshirt. Ah, so you didn't buy it for yourself. <laughs> no. You guys remember a couple, a couple uh, episodes ago? <laughs> You seem surprised by that. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> you know, a couple episodes ago, when we were talking about like Mortal Kombat One, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm gonna hold it off until my birthday because maybe somebody will buy it for me. Uh-huh. That was what I was doing with the Nothing Gun Apparel, just the really long game. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it took out you eventually. like a year and a half, yeah. but cool. Yeah. yeah, thanks for showing up. It's patience. I just also want to point out that we both showed up with brand new Nothing Good hoodies at the exact same time. This was not coordinated, by the it way. It was not. Yeah, uh, it's weird. It yeah. is. And I, I, did you did, get yours for your birthday also? No, it was, I bought it for myself for my birthday. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, it, so it works out. Myself. I took myself out to Hibachi for my birthday. There that you was go. my that was my gift to myself. Nice. Some some chicken and shrimp, fried rice, yeah. double shrimp sauce. Where'd you go? Uh, Ichiban. Mm. Sticky in, uh, icky bun. Get the sticky icky, in in a different way. Yeah, but yum yum sauce. That's oh, all over my face. All day. All over my face. But I'm nauseous know. from that. <clears throat> Mr. Jones. Yes. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday to you, Mac. I will, happy I will, birthday to both of you fine gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, it sir. It is not my birthday. Yeah, not, no, not at <clears> all. But I'll drink anyways. Yeah, you, you, got, got, about three, you got about three months until that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to, to hit 41, to be close to 50 than I am to 30. It's nice to make peace with that. And then I'm getting one more step to the box. I feel like every day I'm just one more step to the box. We all are. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, that's how life works. It is. I'm I'm just glad I'm here for another trip around the sun. And, uh, you know, every year is theoretically better than the last. So hopefully that trend continues. It's a good trend. Try to. Real Listen, hard. If, you, if, you're, if you keep moving in that, in that, you know, that upward curve. Yes. You're in good shape. Yes. Yeah. You know what was not in good shape? This pay-per-view. Woo! Uh, before we get to that, uh, what are you drinking, <laughs> you motherfuckers? What are you guys drinking? Uh, so Dave was kind enough uh, to bring birthday beers. I did bring birthday beers. Uh, that he bought for himself. Uh, and he's sharing with us. So we are drinking a Southern Tier Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Is it good? It's very good. It is very good. It's very good. And it's going to be very strong. And I got an afternoon with the in-laws today. So this is a good way to get started. drink another one. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that's why you well, went and, hard. And, and as typical. Uh, Makes sense now. With all the way we do these Halloween Havoc shows, uh, this will probably go a little long, which is why we're starting extra early for you motherfuckers out there in podcast land. Thank you very much. You're welcome. They Don't have no idea what They have absolutely no clue what time it is. <laughs> no. I'm telling them it's early. <laughs> That's all they need to know. <laughs> early as shit, actually. It's an hour earlier than even we would normally it's like typically It's nine in the morning. Early. We're talking serious-ass day drinking. Yeah. Um, I'm not drinking one of those because I had brought a beers for myself, but I will probably partake because this is going to go three and a half hours. Anyhow... Uh, I hope not. It listen. It does every time. It goes over two hours. That's Noah. Noah makes it go long. We'll see. <laughs> so I've, I have a thought about that, but I want Jones to finish his thought before I I indulge in that I'll, one. I'm drinking a new Belgium Cashmere IPA. Uh, at a seven point five. So it's got a little pef to it. Not quite what you guys are drinking. Yours is like eight point six. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, much stripping paint off the wall if it uh, falls into the wrong hands. But uh, this is pretty tasty. I mean, I'm, I'm I like New Belgium in general. I don't drink it often, but I had a few kind laying around in the fridge. So I yep, said, their well IPAs are drink very drink good. a little drink to drink. There you go. Um, you guys say that like so for for, for those of you who have joined us for uh, previous editions of Halloween Havoc, um the the very first halloween havoc 1995 everybody it's actually still being recorded Ah, it never ends it's 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 been almost two years since uh jones and uh and noah embarked on that journey drunkily might i drunk oh drunkily it was it was a rough night that was (laughs) because we'd recorded another episode i think prior and was already drunk before we started yeah that was that was well before you guys had kind of really worked out the kinks on this whole thing it was like let's just drink and talk talk shit and of course, you did it as the second one for so a I long think, time. Yeah, you I, weren't you guys recording till like four o'clock in the morning. That, on that, that happened one? a couple of times. In yeah. the very beginning, we would set up and go. We're going to do two episodes. If we can pull off, we'll do three. And we would sit down and we would drink really strong beer, like fucking idiots, and be <laughs> Noah's little basement studio for hours, just back and forth, back and forth. And at the end of the day, it would. There were a couple times it was three in the morning, and I'm fucking plastered, and I'm like, I gotta go home. <laughs> No, oh, you're not going home. I did. I listen. I don't don't drink and drive. But the problem with drinking and drinking too much, your logic center is like removed from your body. You're like, mm. I can make it home, and I did every time, thankfully. But it's not smart. I don't do it anymore. Don't don't drink and crash drive, on kids. the couch or use an Uber. That's yes, right. yes. be Absolutely. responsible or find somebody's front yard and just fall into it. Mm-hmm. And like, let them wake up, and your pants are down around your ankles, and your butt sticking up in the air, and you don't know why. No, that's a choice. Yes. No, is that was that too oddly specific? Yeah, oh yeah, that oh, that right. speaks from experience. I think. <laughs> well, then truck nuts. <laughs> I'm the second truck nuts for the day. There's going to be a few more of those as we kind of go through uh, this. I had some observations, man, on on this show, but I had some observations on the show because, as we mentioned, when you go into a Halloween havoc, everybody, um, time does not exist. When you're watching a Halloween Havoc, even when you're talking about a Halloween Havoc, um, the very first time we recorded uh, the, the, the Nothing Good podcast, because Jeff and I weren't actually a part of that. Could you imagine if we were a part of that recording the yeah. first time? Still be recording. We would still, we, they are still recording. We can, <laughs> might just walk, a, a version, an alternate version of Herb and Noah are still <laughs> chained like Sisyphus pushing a stone <laughs> to their fucking basement. <laughs> Just talking about this, and we could just go ahead and join in the conversation. Uh, and they're still on match number three, yeah. but still forecasting the giveaway of the monster truck that's uh, going to happen later on in the pay per view. And then the second Halloween Havoc, I think we only did two. two I think episodes. that was a two parter on the that. The fact one. that somehow we f- figured out the first several episodes of the show were almost consistently two episode, like two parters. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time to talk about one thing. Like the fact that we talked about Master of the Universe. For that long, I don't. I don't fucking understand how we did that. I'll never understand it. No, but I I discovered something very interesting in watching this. uh, In watching this pay per view, Um, I was about two and a half, three hours into watching this pay per view, and then I checked the time on the on the playback, Mm -hmm. and I was only an hour and sixteen minutes into this pay per view. (laughs) I swear to fucking God. It did seem like it was really slow. I swear mm-hmm. to fucking God, WCW like found a way to create a temporal vortex that their viewer that their viewership were sucked into. 
like once a month on pay-per-views and nobody realized it. Nobody realized that Eric Bischoff, Eric motherfucking Bischoff discovered time travel. Yeah. And they were all fine and good with it until uh, the pay-per-view feed cut out in the championship match and they had to refund millions of dollars to viewers. That's a whole fucking problem. Well, that fucking man. happened. Yes. yes. Oh, shit. They replayed it uh, the next day. Yeah, on Nitro. And I, that was actually one of the only decent matches of the night. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Holy shit. With the ex- there, oh, and we're going to get to it, but there were like two matches on this entire card that felt like it was pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Every, yeah. every, uh, okay, so behind the, the curtain. So we're before we started recording, we we're kind of talking and bullshit a little bit. And Jeff offhandedly says something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, it's like watching a Nitro, basically. And It's I, a Halloween episode of Nitro. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it's funny, the very last thing I typed up in my notes at the very bottom was, with the exception of two matches, this was Nitro. I, it felt like Nitro. Yeah, it just felt like a regular Monday night show. It felt like a, a slightly more special Nitro. Yeah, it seemed like there weren't, <laughs> the stakes weren't high. I mean, obviously the set design was there uh, to tell you that it was a Halloween Havoc. But from, it seemed like there wasn't any sort of gravity to anything very that really little. happened on the show. I mean, they... They hyped the shit out of a handful of things that we're going to talk about uh, that just did not deliver. You know, and I think there's a couple of reasons, I think, why uh, this show felt the way it did. And, and as usually, I would wait till the end of the show to talk about this, but, but I'm going to put the, the context out now. So, historically, uh, if any of you who, the six of you who listen to our, our wrestling episodes, thank you, by the way. We uh, really do appreciate the six of you that tune yeah, in. All six technically, it's more than six, six but not much more. But <laughs> it's uh, crazy that like our what I'm probably like our most engaging topic that we pretty much have, you know, from movies, you know, we either will have a similar approach to watching the film or like with um, Monster Squad. Um, one of us is right and two of us are wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. But. Um, Fuck your Dracula opinion. Uh, available uh, in the archives. Yeah. From last week. <laughs> available in the archives. <laughs> Just fucking go back. Just go back one. And and you'll you'll come across you'll come across that one. Um, but like. Um, shit. That like threw me off now. Because. <laughs> <laughs> It was so long ago, you can't remember. It was, it was, that's it what was Halloween your, that's The approach what, to. That's the, what Halloween Havoc the does. The topics. Yeah. Um. No, completely lost it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, so Halloween Havoc, so Halloween <laughs> 1998. I was trying to get you back to us, uh, man. The tenth annual Halloween Havoc took place October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight, live from the MGM Grand Arena oh, so, in Las Vegas. Yes. So the point I was making, this might jog you. What I was yeah. trying to say is that historically, um, you know, back in the day during the Monday Night Wars, especially uh, WCW, Eric Bischoff and company would be slightly criticized or highly criticized, better yet for giving away pay-per-view quality matches on live TV, free TV, um, which the WWF, at least back then, didn't do a whole lot. Um, if you if you want to see, like, the, the big match, you had to pay for the pay-per-view or come to the show. Uh, but at the end of the day, WWE, WWF, excuse me, the World Wrestling Federation was a wrestling promotion. It was a pro- wrestling company first before anything else. It's a little different now, but it's still... At the end of the day, a wrestling company. WCW was a television company. It was not a wrestling promotion. Uh, so they're, they approached things so differently. That's why you had, and I feel we all remember, uh, Luger beating Hollywood Hogan on Nitro for the heavyweight title. And I, I still mark out, if it comes up on my YouTube feed, I will stop and watch the last you know minute and a half of that match because that shit was fucking fire. That was yeah. great. Or Goldberg beating Hollywood Hogan uh, on Nitro. 
that should have been on a pay-per-view. That's insane. So I think... Yeah, you are going to see Roman Reigns lose a title on SmackDown. Jeff, you're not going to see Roman Reigns lose a title ever. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> he might die with that, that shit. He's going to fucking die with that shit. Um, it's, it's, they're tattooing it on him as we speak. It's a part, part of his, his fucking, tribal... It's a part of his tribal thing. Actually, probably is technically a part of his tribal tattoos by now. Yeah. Um... But I think, and I was thinking about that last night, that maybe that's why this felt like a Nitro, because Nitro's kind of had that feel sometimes. I don't know. Am I I off the mark on that? No, and it's weird because, like, there's so many promos in this fucking pay-per-view where it's like promo, promo, match, promo, match, promo, promo. And it's like they're talking to the guys who are on the internet, the internet guys on yes. the back, which you is hear them click clacking their keys. I'm like, what is happening? And like, if you go back to that episode we did a month or two ago about the first episode of Nitro, the first live episode that they did, that something they kept saying is, "This is live. You can expect anything. Anything can happen." And I think Shivani and Tanay said that like five times during this pay per view. Like, we're a Halloween Havoc. Anything can happen. You know, we're live. So. Expect the unexpected. Well, I'm like, a- this feels all so familiar for a Monday night show. Yeah. There's there's a lot to be said about about just what Shivani and company were I, I felt were doing because I feel like anytime that the the card got really fucking slow, they had to really jump in and remind everybody, no, this is awesome. This is great. Wait, that's you're, their job. You're right? seeing you're <laughs> seeing things. But I mean it it, it felt you know, so blatantly obvious. Yes. It's at, at certain points here. They realized that like half the matches that were going on in this pay-per-view were total shit. Um, and I've got some great comments about some of these matches as we, as we talk about them. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely felt that way. And um, <clears throat> just, it was a three hour and 16 minute. It's such a watch. long pay-per-view. It was a three-hour and 16-minute. The longest Halloween Havoc of all of the Halloween Havocs was this that. one. Yeah. Most of them came in under about three hours. This one went in at about, came in at three hours and 16 minutes by the time that they shut the camera off and rolled the credits, right? Yeah, because WCW is kind of WCW and mm. terrible at time management. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is what's great about it. Of that three-hour and 16 minutes, talking about the promos, right? Um, there was maybe an hour and 30 minutes of matches, of actual matches. And there's not a single match on this car that was over 20 minutes. Yep. They're all 15 and under 15 and under. Right. Which is wild. And, and until you get to the last four matches, um, none of them are over 10 minutes. It felt like nitro. And I'm, and I'm watching this and I'm like, how the, like this, I'm getting punked. Like something, <laughs> something is definitely wrong here because I'm doing the math in my head and I'm six matches in and I'm an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes into viewing this, this, this nitro, uh, nitro, you see, now you got me fucking doing it, <laughs> viewing this Halloween Havoc. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to fill two and a half hours? This, ladies and gentlemen, is where I go back to Eric Bischoff created time travel because no fucking way an astrophysicist can watch this and it makes any goddamn sense yeah there was uh there's a lot of me pausing (laughs) to look at how much time i had left i had like the wikipedia like the matches set up i'm like that many left huh yeah i definitely did that a few times yeah neil degrasse tyson if you guys need to figure out how to like break into the fourth dimension this is it (laughs) watch this four times 
and you're either going to be 20 or 80. <laughs> so, um, uh, interesting uh, uh, perspective, as always, Mac. Uh, so, a int- little, little extra little layer to the show. Um, I didn't know this until the last couple of years of it. I listened to the Eric Bischoff podcast on occasion, 83 Weeks, which is really, really interesting. Um, he talks about a lot of just WCW, obviously, a lot of TNA stuff, but mostly WCW. So, I don't know about you guys, but I was always, as a kid, under the impression that Starcade was the WrestleMania for WCW every year. Because it's Starcade. Same. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was a Dusty Rhodes creation, which is kind of cool, too. Um, no. Halloween Havoc was for Eric Bischoff. And he was the executive vice president of WCW. He was the president of WCW. Yeah. So it was the WrestleMania for WCW. You could have fucking fooled sure me with this show. Like yeah. well, so if you... Just take a 10,000-foot view of this card, and you look at the card. It's not that stacked, actually. It's a stacked yeah, it fucking looks good card, on paper. Right? It does look good on paper. I mean, you have, um, just to name a few, right? Uh, you've got uh, Chris Jericho versus Raven. Yes. Right? Some up-and-comers. Uh, you have a, um, you have Disco Inferno running the gauntlet. To try to win the uh, cruiserweight championship, which you know, I always think that you know, for big pay per view, you could have multiple matches to like build up to something. I think King of the Ring and and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm gonna not talk about Fit Thinley and Alex Wright at this stage, really, or Saturn and Lodi, um, or well, shit, we'll skip a lot of it. But you know, you had the whole Steiner brothers thing. You had Nash versus fucking Hall. Yeah. Uh, you had Jesus Christ. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Sting, just to name a few. Yeah, these these aren't even the, the those aren't even the main events. They're not even the main events. Yeah, it's a strong uh, top of the so like, bottom you, of the card. You you look at this card and you're like, you know what? This feels like it's a big deal, it and it feels like it deal. really should be a big deal. Uh, Price is right, loser horn later. Not so much. Yeah, so I agree. Um, it's a really fascinating watch because I literally, like you said, like you look at this card because I couldn't remember exactly all the matches. And I went through and I'm looking like, oh, man, like just from like a, a macro view, this shit's going to be a banger of a, of a fucking show. And it's not even like any of the, the, those the, the latter half matches. None of them were well, except for one. None of them were bad. Uh, you well, know, none of them were great either. I, I and I maintain the main event was actually really, really good for who was in it. I maintain that was one of Goldberg's that, best matches that, he's yeah, had. Yeah, that was like, so, and that was I won't say it was all DDP, but like it was probably mostly DDP. That was a solid match. Yes, for yeah. a main event, that was yeah, that was actually match of the year. I think that was match of the year for PWI. No, or maybe it was the WWE Magazine. One of the two <laughs> match of the year, but still, there was a lot of good matches in WWE over the course of a year. Yeah, just most of them were on Monday night. Yes, or on Thursday, <laughs> or on Saturday. Mostly Thursday and sometimes Mostly Thursday Monday. and sometimes Monday. Yeah. You know, back in the sometimes day. I usually on the pay-per-views. No. They usually fuck that up. Yeah. So let's talk about it, right? So the intro to the show is fantastic. It's very WCW. brings me back. And I say it every single time. Every pay-per-view we do where Heenan's on it, God damn it, I miss the brain so much it makes me hurt a little bit. Because I don't get to hear his commentary ever, live, ever again. Yeah. He's so even now or then in WCW where he was checked out and drunk most of the time, he's still fucking good. Yeah, he's great. Like, his little fucking quips, little things he just says are so fantastic. 
Um, but more importantly than the brain, the fucking Nitro Girls. On a, because it's not Nitro enough. You need the Nitro they Girls. They opened with the Nitro they Girls. They did open with the Nitro Wasting Girls. Wasting fucking time. And then they show up like five other times yes, throughout the night. Which I didn't realize. And Heenan's just like drooling over it. So who's your favorite Nitro Girl? Everybody had one. I couldn't name one, honestly. Tigress was mine. Which one's Tigress? Vanessa Sanchez. I think I know which one you're talking about. She's like, um, not red hair, but sometimes it would be a little reddish. I'm not sure what her nationality was. Obviously, Sanchez. So uh, I, she's just goddamn hot, personally. She was my favorite. Always my favorite. I don't know how long she was actually in the Nitro Girls, but I hadn't seen them in years. So I like looked. I'm like, Tigress is right there. It's been a while. It <laughs> That's my happy. girl right there. That's right. Um. It's so funny, Jones, because like I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I know somebody is going to ask me who's my favorite Nitro girl. I just knew it. Which is what well, yeah. I was I was like Everybody but, has a favorite. But I'm like, do I do I need to I'm surprised it's just not Stacey Keebler. Was she a Nitro girl? Yes. Oh shit. Towards the end. Well, it's kinda interesting because like I I forgot because we've I mean, this is what our at least what seventh or eighth time really covering WCW Something on like the that. podcast. Sure, I'd say give or take, right? Um, and this is the first time in any of those things we've covered that the Nitro Girls are actually present. Yes, that is not a Nitro, apparently. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I can't remember. Girls. I can't remember her name, but I'll go ahead and just point her out. Maybe you can help me out here, Jones. This blonde one. Yeah, the blonde one with no the short hair. Yeah, I can't remember that her name. One there. Yeah, it's Tigress. Right. Of course it is. She's in the middle. Um, but yeah, the, the, and of course everybody like Kimberly Page. She was a very beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong, but Tigress was it. A young Queen Charmel. I was all about too. Actually, I was. Respect. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Nitro Girls not only opened the show, but they basically, you know carried the show they were the intermission they were the intermission multiple times which is funny because in like today's day and age you during between matches you know number one they give you a break between matches wcw didn't really like to do that in halloween havoc wcw just Mm -hmm. like oh this match is over these wrestlers are still leaving the ring fuck it let's just go ahead and start the next match or you know we'll just have some inexcusable promo for no evident like no apparent reason um or the Nitro Girls, or but no video package. There was in there the was, beginning. There was yeah. well, there wasn't. <laughs> the yeah, beginning. but WWF WWE has a video package before every single match, just in case like you're just decided that yeah, to, for your. It's part of their storytelling model. Yeah, yeah but here, but we're talking 1998, and in WWF 1998, I think they they were doing the video packages, but not the way they'd be doing it in a a year and a half, two years. No, I was watching SmackDown for a little bit on Friday night, and they had a video package that basically basically made me think I was watching fucking Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> they had a video package for the guy who makes a video package. They did. They did. And it was fucking epic. <laughs> just him in the editing studio, <laughs> just dun, clicking dun, away. Dun, 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 <laughs> Different dun, dun, angles. Dun. <laughs> Something faded. He got hit with a chair. That's right. Um, so we, we start this show uh, with a WCW Nitro moment. Uh, because there's a random promo at the top of the ramp, at the entryway, which made almost entirely no sense because it instantly took me out of the pay-per-view feel. Just the first 10 minutes was all promos, which does didn't feel like a pay-per-view way to start a show it at was, all. 
here, here's here's the dog face gremlin who I got nothing but love for, man. Rick Steiner's the dude. Um, which I'm gonna get to why he might. I have a question to pose, but I'm gonna wait. Does uh, it have anything to do with the hood ornaments on his shoulders? No. Okay. No. That those are just bony growths. Bony. Yeah, growths. I said it. It's a good thing he adopted a a a like pit bull personality because <laughs> you know, right because with those bony growths, if you you know. <laughs> <laughs> if it went a different direction, like he just really liked unicorns, probably was going to fit. Yeah, probably not. No. Uh, but, but I forgot how over Rick Steiner was. Because, I mean, I remember being a kid and, like, the Steiner Brothers would come out and everybody, you'd go, woo, you'd, like, you just get fired yeah. up. It was never Scott. It was always Rick. Rick was the personality. You know, he'd grow on all fours and just, like, start barking and snarling at the yeah. at the opponent. But, Scott's, badass, good, but Scott's good at math. Uh, so he thinks. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I want to just bring out that Bagwell comes out, and I'm like, I remember this storyline. Oh, it all comes together. Yeah. But more than that. It was when he was on the outs with the NWO. This motherfucker had a FUBU shirt on. He did. I have not seen a FUBU logo. <laughs> I don't know when the fucking last time I saw that. And it brought me back, way back to like there, there middle was, school. There was quite a bit of FUBU popping up all around this uh, pay-per-view. Oof. I saw that Nash Oof. had uh, yeah, some FUBU and It's interesting because like, the, the commentators also kept talking about how much money they all make. Could, how much money could, could the wrestlers me. make. And they're like, we can afford FUBU now. Like, where the where those $32 FUBU shirts? Um, right. So let's get to the match, man. The first match, which was a good opening match for a Nitro. Uh, but there's still about seven minutes of promos before yeah, the match so they don't started. Have to talk there was a Steiner <laughs> promo, and then Raven did a promo because, you know, the flock had recently broken yes. up, uh, and he was on a losing streak, and he didn't want to he didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and Jericho's like, I don't really want to do it e- either, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah and it was, and then and Raven's like, Okay, cool, I'm gonna leave. I wasn't I I didn't know I was gonna have this match, so I'm not properly prepared. So I'm going to go leave now. And Jericho's like, okay, go ahead and leave. Pussing. Basically what he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you, you, they basically had to have like, again, you know, being in the WWE model as, as I feel like I am, I'm indoctrinated at this point. Um, you know, we, we go back and watch a WWF pay-per-view you're going to get some vignette that's going to let you know what's led up to this in case you haven't been tuning in and you're just sitting down for the first time like okay how did we get here we don't know and i feel like at the beginning of this match jericho and raven also did not know how we got there (laughs) they needed a video package (laughs) they're waiting for it they're like we can't do this we don't know what's really happening and they could have had all sorts of video extra video packages had it not been for the intermission nitro girls I thought you were going to say because if it not been for the gigantic inflatable gargoyle holding a giant inflatable <laughs> no, pumpkin. That that's how you amazing. that's how you knew it was Halloween. That's how you knew it was Halloween because yeah. I didn't know it was Halloween. And until the tomb, then. the tombstone jumbotron that used like the shittiest generic oh font for all their names. Oh it's so much of it. So yeah. odd. It so, looked like a video game like background. It did. It did. It did. Um, so I, look, Raven is still one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. I agree. And so, it's unfortunate that, that WCW didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, like there could have been. I mean, I, I know I, I love gang warfare and wrestling. It's some of my favorite stuff from the the early early Attitude days, you know, with the Nation and the the Disciples and Los Pariquas and DX and the Heart Foundation all at the same fucking time. Like that's a lot of gang warfare action, right? 
But you could have, it would have been really cool to see the a slightly more refined version of the flock, you know, battling against some version of the NWO, red or black, doesn't really matter. You know, like there could have been something to it, except for Lodi. Fuck Lodi. Um, I can't wait till we talk about that. Yeah. So I was like, who is Lodi? I remember, I remember I like, Lodi. Oh, yeah. He's no, fucking useless. Um, but Raven was such a good gimmick. And in and, and ECW, like, it was it was it was so perfect, but it was Paul Heyman's creation and Scott mm-hmm. Levy's creation, and Kevin Sullivan and Eric Bischoff and the creative committee in WCW, the creative staff did not know what to do with something that was not their creation. And and I think that goes to say a lot about a lot of things with ECW when you tried to move those gimmicks over to the other promotions with other writers that Paul Heyman was not necessarily a part of, because. I mean, there are guys in ECW that if you went into the ballroom, they were so fucking over. It yeah. was insane. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you're waiting for that same kind of energy when they get into WCW or WWF. And it, for a lot of guys, it just wasn't there. No. Yeah. And in, in the WCW world, like, and you see it through and through, particularly in this show, like they're so attached to the egos around a specific cast of characters. The rest is just... Even though they're great wrestlers, the rest is just mid-card filler. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, Hogan. Oh, NWO. And I mean, it was WCW and NWO Halloween Havoc. It was WCW NWO Presents. It was so strange. And I was like, that's just a faction. That's not not an actual promotion. The executive executive president he was a member of. So technically, it is NWO, right? That's how you could justify it. Yeah. I mean, that was actually this the first. Filed. That was actually the first note that I put in about this. Is I wrote Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight, MGM Grand Las Vegas, WCW NWO presents, and I forgot about that. Um, when Jones was talking about gang warfare, was a part of you kind of hoping he was going to say the gang bang? <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed the gang bang back oh, in the day. I was kind of hoping. No. Is yeah. that how you ended up ass up in the yard? I was going to say. Probably. <laughs> oh. um, I mean, with your tuft showing. Just wait. Just just wait. Tough. I've got I've got at least three tuft comments coming up here as we analyze this pay-per-view. Yeah. Because that's the only way I could get through some of these matches. Yeah. But, you, that, that's, but this opening match, uh, it was a good start. Yeah, it was I fine. Mean, it yeah, was very it good. It was a decent match. Jericho came in hot. I forgot uh, that Raven His music go. still slaps. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you hear Does Breaker it though? Down, because that's I, not the music he came out to. And that's a whole other fucking thing with the show. And I get why they oh, can't I'm, do it. I made a note. Yeah, I'm so a, irritated. I was like, I was like, wait, I don't know why I'm hearing the walls. I wanted to hear the OG, like heel Jericho WCW music. I missed that song. That was, is my favorite entrance song he's ever had. No, why can't they do that? Uh, rights, I guess. Who owns the rights? Not WWF. That's not interesting. Vince. Hmm. It's why you don't, I mean, because I don't know, some of the WCW music was was done by uh, Jimmy Hart. Uh, a lot of it actually was done by Jimmy Hart. A lot of WWF music, old OG 80s music was done by Jimmy Hart. Interestingly enough, like the Hart Foundation music was Jimmy Hart. Uh, fun yeah. fact. Uh, but I don't know who owns what, but obviously WWF, WWE doesn't own the rights to those those songs. Yeah. So wait, so... <laughs> Because I, I haven't really done this, but if I have to go back and watch like any of CM Punk's title run, does the call of personality just not come up? No, it should. Should it? It should. But WWF doesn't own that. I think they have the rights. Like I think they have the like like the ability to play that music. But here's the thing, though. 
I think it's like over a certain amount of time. Like I think there's like the rights in perpet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. There maybe right now, like that. but in twenty years, maybe not. Maybe we'll hear that this fire burns instead. God you know. Damn it. You know. So first sidebar of the of the of the podcast here. It only took thirty three minutes. We, we, we're doing pretty good here. Thirty three minutes talking about a pay per view. We're through. We're only, we're not even through. We match haven't one yet. really talked about the first match that much. No. But um, recently in the news, um, I read that Walmart, Target, Best Buy, starting next year, are doing away with selling physical media. They're gonna be. They're gonna get rid of DVDs and they're gonna stop selling DVDs and Blu-rays. And Walmart is even gonna stop selling. And at least I don't know why it's just specifically Xbox, but they're gonna stop selling Xbox games in physical physical media. And you know, um, I'm ancient. I've never really, we've had conversations about this and, and a lot of other different mediums off uh, off air, but I like having physical media. I like owning the copy of the thing that I have. We know, Dave. I know. You do. I do. I really do. Do you own a copy of this VHS that has H- Hogan choking <laughs> Ultimate Warrior with no. his belt on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, well, I do, but it's a different type of DV, like a, t- a different type of VHS, you know, one that like I had to hide from my parents. Gotcha. But, you know. You know. Still has Hogan choking someone it still with has his belt. Ho- it still has Hogan choking somebody with his belt. Yeah, and Ass other things, out. other things being choked too. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Disco Inferno impregnates half of Vegas. You know, it's there's a lot going on there. Um, but I, I, I like. I always, I'm always a proponent of people owning the own, actually owning the thing that you're listening to, you're watching, you're playing, because you can't change it. Like if you own it, you can't change it. If there's a copy of it that exists in the world, you can't go back after the fact and alter. You can't take out a joke that somebody thinks is offensive. You know, things exist as they're supposed to. So people can, you know, if, if it's something bad, you can learn from it. Uh, if it's an heir, who gives a shit? Oh my God, Daenerys has a fucking Starbucks cup on the table in Game of Thrones. Well, it's, it's there, you know, it's, oh, it's a goof. We're going to see that, you know, you can't take it out. You can't change it. It is what it is. And for better, or for worse. Um, and as we move away from that, I I get very concerned about what things are going to look like, you know, that we've grown up with 10, right. 20, 30. You know, we've done a lot of 80s things that have a lot of very offensive things that people said at that point in time. Right. We always talk about it. We always talk about when they, you know, use, uh, you know, homophobic slurs or if they use um, inappropriate uh, racial jokes or things like that but you know it it also exists as a lesson of what not to do and when you keep taking things out you change history and that's why i don't like the fact that they do that and this is just kind of another example that i understand why they have to do it and all that other kind of bullshit but you know i hate thinking that it's like i don't remember chris jericho coming out to the walls in wcw i thought that was absolutely a wwf thing (sighs) oh wait it's because it was yes it was (laughs) so Anyways, yeah, and that's... it's interesting at certain points you can tell when it happens because the uh, the audio levels on the commentary changes drastically. Yeah, You're like that sounds a little off. I can deal for pay per view production. With most of the changes, like oh, you know that guy, they don't have rights. That's but the one, and I and every time it happens, it just makes me a little sad. Is DDP because that song. The self high five, and here's the thing: it wouldn't even bug me as much as if they replaced it with something that sounded kind of good yeah they just replace it with some background music number seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's both man i don't like it it's the preset song on the keyboard that you got when you were a kid yeah it's and that it's casio preset 
<laughs> it's just not good. Yeah. Like, uh, anyhow. Yeah. Um, good sidebar. That only lasted four minutes. Um, That's good for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Bring it back. But Thanks. yeah, so uh, yeah, the match was solid. Like I said, I I, I kind of for, I forget that Raven could fucking go because I haven't watched Raven wrestle in like you know, damn near fifteen plus years. But what killed me about this match was I get that they're trying to tell a story about Raven having this losing streak. I don't think they even went anywhere with it. Honestly, I don't think they did. Um, the fact that Jericho kicked out of the even flow bugged me so badly. Just don't even hit him with it. Like, first of all, can we appreciate how awesome a name for a DDT the even fucking flow is? Yeah. And then he <laughs> looks like he's out of a fucking yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. I love what it. the hell is a Pearl Jam? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> for those of you, that shit is not in the fucking archives, it's by just the computers, way. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> <You're all. laughs> if you know, you know. And um, if you don't, you probably yeah, you never really are better yeah. off. One day, I will. hope we, I hope we can remaster that and no. just release it back oh, to the world. Yeah, we no, do, no one needs to see that, that shit. That was not good. There are two or three jokes in there. Why don't you guys want to watch me breaking Noah's foot? We have that like on. We have that recorded. I have Noah doing a stunt, and he gets his foot stuck in a door, and ends up like breaking a toe. So the. No, I don't want to watch it ever again. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I've watched that enough times, all four, that I don't need to watch it ever again. <laughs> I'm proud of what we've done creatively on a lot of different things. That movie, I don't even remember what the fucking name was, uh, is not one of them. Uh, the Necromancer. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyhow, not but, available in the archives, and, and it if, never if will you can, be. If you can fucking find that, we'll props, put that with it. Cred, pre, credit to you. Well, that's 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 in the same like little drawer with the infamous Drew episode. Ain't no one gonna hear it or see it. <laughs> we did yeah, the great the great episode we did talking about Top Gun <laughs> that nobody's ever gonna fucking hear. There's so much, so much beach volleyball <laughs> that we talked about. That no one's ever gonna hear. Thank Nobody's God for that. Nobody's ever gonna hear it. Oh, um, so this leads me to a question about this match. As we move away from this match, because we've been yeah. talking about it for far too long, is uh, the fact that I, I I was so like kind of offended that that Jericho kicked out of the the, the a DDT number one. Um, what moves should not be kicked out of outside of obvious the DDT? And we'll take the obvious ones off the te- off the table. DDT off the table. Pedigree off the table. Pile driver off the table. Um, pick your brains a little bit. What uh, do you it's interesting because like a pile driver doesn't even feel, and I know it's banned in a lot of a lot of ways, but like it doesn't feel like a finisher. It's just a move. Depends on how you do the pile driver. What also depends on how you do the pedigree. Because well, I mean, there's uh, let's, okay, let's wrestling's real. Yeah, what move should you not kick out of? But let me do it that way. That's why I say like pile driver. Obviously, because you're dropping someone directly on top of their head. If wrestling was real, right? Um. You know, without really properly thinking about this and giving a really good educated answer to it, um, I'm just going to say fucking Goldberg Spear. Because legitimately, you should be fucking out of... you. you like, you should not be able to catch your breath for three seconds and he's going to put your ass down. Like, that... And not not Roman Reigns Spear, not Edge's Spear, because, like, if even if you just watch this pay-per-view, when Goldberg hits the Spear on DDP in the final match... I felt like part of DDP's soul was leaving him. Like that's how <laughs> he speared, fucking, speared the hell he out speared of him. the yeah. shit out he of him. He got all that. of that. And 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 if you're really if wrestling's real and you're really doing the moves and you're putting the things into it that you normally would, yeah, that should at least knock the wind out of you to not kick out. I'm I'm always a proponent, Jones, and and this is one of the things about wrestling that I I'm, I've never been a huge fan of. 
that I think 99.8% of the time, uh, nobody should ever kick out of a finishing move. Should, doesn't matter what move it is or who who does it, because that's the whole point of a finishing move. If somebody gets it, you're out. Like, that's it. If, if they connect with the move and you're caught with it, you're done. You're down. The match is over. Except for that one WrestleMania or that one Starcade, or in this case, that one Halloween Havoc, um, where for the first time, last time, and only time, somebody kicks out. Because we're in a day and age, too, where too many people kick out of their finishing moves. Yeah, um, yeah. The the finishing move doesn't carry the same weight that it used to because yeah. so many people kick out of all of it. Well, I was watching. I was watching something online with Shawn Michaels just recently, and they were talking about super kicks. And I think it was a thing with like it was Shawn Michaels. I think it was Triple H, and I can't remember who the other guy was that was doing the interview or anything. But they were talking about how you know <laughs> they're like you know Shawn, how do you feel now that your finishing move is basically like a middle like a middle of the match move for almost everybody now. Like, like the super kick, everybody. you would use the super kick and just put somebody to sleep. And there's one that wouldn't do it. Like uh, CM Punk's go to sleep that no, that was a shit move. Um, but you know, he's like, how do you feel about that? Like your finisher is now just, yeah. So do it every yeah opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and it diminishes what, and, and of course, you know, you would say that finishing moves would evolve over time. And like maybe something that's a finishing move in the eighties, like a Hogan leg drop or a macho's elbow or anything like that would not necessarily be a finishing move today. You can make a probably very well sounding educated conversation about that. This isn't that podcast. Um, as you can tell by my rambling at this stage, but yeah, I, I I don't like that people kick out of finishing moves. It should be one wrestler kicks out of somebody's finishing move one time for a very specific reason to tell a story. And then it would mean something. Everybody who sees somebody kick out, like you said, because I mean, afterwards, how many people are going to kick out of it? Yeah, like a DDT in my mind. And it just like it, it's something that like I thought about. And I'm not the only person obviously who thinks this way. A lot of wrestling fans think this way. A lot of purists think this way that like a DDT is a finishing move. Period. It is not yeah. a thing you do to transition to a, a uh, to a resting spot or a false finish. It is that you are dropping a human being being directly on their head with your body weight and their body weight combined. They should be out. Yeah, your brain doesn't recover quickly from that. But we ha- we are in a, a world where DDTs are just like a form to the ch- to the chin. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it just it bothered when I saw the it, but it was not even so much that it was just like oh it was like a, it wasn't a transition move it was his fucking finishing move and Chris Jericho you know my opinions on him aside great wrestler should not have kicked out of the fucking even flow DDT from the former ECW World Heavyweight Champion from fucking Eddie Vedder I think he was heavyweight champion in ECW maybe he wasn't my point is my point my point stands anyhow <laughs> good match it was fun uh it was it was solid solid, solid start of the solid match. opener for nitro one yeah. of the one of the things as a as a chris jericho as, as a as a jericho holic as i am uh. um how fucking great was it to see the 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 lion tamer in its purest form <laughs> where it's not tamer. just a glorified fucking boston crab because nobody knows how to take it where it's the real lion tamer yeah where you got the guy kind of bent up on yeah, his neck yeah you know, his back's twisted just the right backs way. twisted yeah. just enough. Like that's to me, that's what the fucking lion tamer is. It's been so long since I've seen a young Jericho. I forgot how young he was back then. Like he's hit a, such a baby face then. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Young it's interesting you say that because as I was going through this pay per view and checking the the cards and everything, I was doing a lot of reverse math on a lot of these wrestlers to kind of find out like the median age of what a lot of these guys were, and it's kind of funny that most of them were about our age now. 
A good chunk of the latter half of them, yeah. Uh, uh, especially the back half of this card. I mean, everybody was pretty much in their late 30s, early 40s. I do not look, look at, at us, any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's right. <laughs> you know, in, in, a, in a world... And going going back to the intro, in a world where you know fifty um, percent of our population has to constantly judge themselves against what they feel has been embedded into them as a sociological norm of appearance, um, and guys don't usually have to do that. I definitely did that a little bit on this one. And be like, no, nope, I don't look like um, I don't look. I might look a little bit like um, like. Uh, Ming? Rick's well, <laughs> you say Ming? Jesus! Fuck, I wish I. Liked I was. Ming. I wouldn't mind looking like Ming. He's a badass. Maybe a little. Maybe a little more like Rick Steiner, and at least the you know the the gut the, the gut area. <laughs> the gut. That but, man, the Steiners are scary strong. Dave, are you scary strong? Uh, I've got. I can't wait. I have so many comments. Once we get to the Steiners too. Okay. Well, Jeez. good. Jesus. Well, let's, let's, let's start making going. our way there. Let's let's, let's skim yeah. past this this so, uh, Hogan Eric Bischoff promo, which was there, a good promo from Hogan. Actually, there's a Hogan Bischoff promo, yeah, which was pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, it's what you would expect from, you know, a heel Hogan and Bischoff promo. It's uh, weird that they kissed. <laughs> you know, if if the people who didn't want watch the show, <laughs> it just hurt that. They have no context to like what, wh- why you said that. Oh, it's I, actually really funny to me. I, I said it the way I said it for a very specific um, reason. Because now you got to go back and fucking watch that watch shit. The, watch the show. Watch the show. Um, horse fucking Hogan. Then now and forever, no one gave a shit. No one gives a shit. No one will ever give a shit. I was like, who's horse Hogan? I remember horse Hogan. I was like, oh yeah, he wasn't impressive like, then. I'm sure he's still yeah, not. You impressive. thought to yourself, did did Jones say Hulk Hulk I can't even fucking say Horace, it. Horace. Can you say Hulk Hogan wrong? There's too many H's. Too much alliteration Horace in that fucking Hogan. family. Yeah. Horace Hogan. How dare you have Kicked that much alliteration in your family? I hope that family. wasn't his actual... I hope his name wasn't actually Horace. There's no way it was. Um, There's no way you grow up being Horace Hogan and well, not just get the shit beat out of well, you. First of all, every it would, day be, in the it would playground. be Horace Balea, and, which is even worse, actually. Uh, but I hope it just wasn't. I hope no one's name is Horse that it lives today. Could you imagine like like the the Balea parents being like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna name my first child after a uh, Marvel comic book character, and the second child's gonna be named after an Egyptian god." Well, that was his nephew, but same difference. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I can't imagine that. And his it, it was his, his nephew from his his dead brother. Yeah, which that- made the beat down even worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Wrath and Ming. Um, so. I'm not going to talk. This match was four minutes and, tw- and 23 seconds long. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I always enjoy Ming matches. Not because Ming matches are fantastic because it's fucking Ming. It it's is Haku. Ming. It's King Haku. And the fact that this man, I break every time he's on a show, we talk about I'm just in awe of how much no one fucks with this guy. Yeah. Because he he's will scary. fucking murder yeah. you. He's yeah. scary. He's gripped people by their fucking lower mandibles and cracked teeth out with his bare fucking hands. Do you know what kind of fucking strength you have to have with your grip to do that to a person? No, my... I my- don't. <laughs> he's popped eyeballs out of the sockets at airports. <laughs> do you understand what that means? Yes. Motherfuckers go to prison for that. <laughs> Not me. He went to the gold corral afterwards. <laughs> It was $4.99 at the time. <laughs> I, I want to make one. Okay, so and I, everybody who listens to the show, if you're a wrestling fan, you, you've heard a, a Ming story or two. Please go out of your way to look up Ming stories. Every wrestler 
if you just YouTube it, has Ming stories. And these, and, and it, they can't be uh, exaggerated because they're always like the same. Like he, and he, he almost murdered the guy. <laughs> like, it's like, real casual too. There is, the, so, um, I want, only one real thing I want to say, two things about this match. One, um, <laughs> three things. Much like the DDT, Ming should never be kicked out of, ever. Right. And, and if, matter of fact, if I were a professional wrestler, Ming would be my finisher. Just Ming. <laughs> like, it, like, it's, like it's literally like Mortal Kombat 1 where Ming just tags in I would, I out would, of nowhere. I would, I, I, people pull up brass knucks out of their tights. I'd pull a miniature Ming out of my tights and just throw them at yeah, somebody. Just let him do a tongue thing. of death grip. Yeah. Flying tongue of death grip. Yes. Jeez, I'd be undefeated. Uh, hardcore. I like it. Two, Wrath, Adam Bomb. Uh, he's like, he really looks like the wrestling action figure who like you you got from like Walmart who it, it's like the FCW or C77WF like there's no actual federation it's like a generic yeah. but Rath, he looks Wrath is the atom bomb you have listen, at home listen oh yeah. i like it <laughs> listen they're not selling that shit at Walmart Walmart has standards this is the, the dollar gift. store this is the gift that your aunt picked up at the fuck <laughs> At, at the flea market at, at Rite Aid <laughs> on her way to the house. There's always that aunt who just just well, hey, you like this, right? It's you like, like wrestling, don't this you? Is what guys always <laughs> yeah, like. She doesn't know anything about it. She just sees that there's a wrestling action figure in the back of the of the fucking pharmacy. And she's just like, "Oh, I'll just get him this. He likes wrestling." Yeah. My yeah. my last uh, observation about this match and I kept noticing it. And I could not look away from it. Once I saw it throughout the entire thing, the whole 4 minute and if it was a long 4 minutes. Um, Wrath is being very gingerly with Ming. He's being very careful with him. And do you know why? Wasn't he? You, you don't take liberties with Ming. No. Because you take liberties with Ming, you forfeit your life. I the, mean, Ming did bite him in the match. There were, <laughs> this, this was the second match of the night that involved biting. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of uh, there was because Jericho got bumps. Jericho got bit by Raven in the first match, yeah. but just regular biting, no nipple chewing. This was the '90s, after all. We yeah. moved past nipple yeah. chewing. Nipple chewing point. was an '80s bit. No, the the and and everything. It's funny that you mentioned that Jones because I had a similar thought watching this. Um, every match that you watch in 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 this pay per view and and probably any match you watch in wrestling, you know, you would believe that wrestling is not real unless you watch somebody wrestling ming (laughs) they're wrestling for their lives because it's never fake (laughs) it's always real to me there's always some it's always real to ming and and you just know that there's the possibility that you could fuck up just enough that you realize that you're fighting for your life you're fighting for real (laughs) and they're gonna have it's it's fight or flight at that point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're gonna have the dump button you know somebody in the back in the fucking video truck has the dump button ready to go in case ming snaps like i'm watching i'm like i feel like ming's being a little snug with him but he he's he's he wrestles snug that's how what he does but adam but wrath is not he's being very careful with him and i'm like i guess i would be too i ain't trying to get my teeth ripped out of my fucking lower lower jaw with yeah. one hand yeah who does that ming does ming yeah does. Yeah, because Ming Ming learned Ming is not actually from wherever you think Ming's from. Ming is actually from that place in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they teach you to pull somebody's still beating heart out of their chest, like for real. <laughs> That's where Ming's from. So what you're saying he's actually from parts unknown? Yes. Okay. Uh 
this this match to me felt like missionary position. <laughs> I would like for you to elaborate on that, Dave. Do I have to? Can yeah, I just yeah, because <laughs> because because there are visuals here, and I need you to fix them. <laughs> <laughs> um. It felt like at the end of this match they couldn't cut away fast enough because <laughs> it just it was just so vanilla and it was so plain. Oh my God. And you know the entire purpose is that well you you've got you've got uh, Raph who looks like somebody you would think could be a potential superstar someday. If you drop Raph into WWE today, he probably looks better than two thirds of your roster. So, you know, you could use this. I mean, Wrath was going to win because you, you, you're you trying to build a guy like this. You're trying to, to move him um, forward a little bit. But like this, this, this match just felt like missionary position, just like they were just laying on their back and going through the motions. And, you know, it was missionary position and then missionary position. And then that position when I'm on top and she's on the bottom. Like it just felt very much like going through the motions and very, you know, and it, it took four minutes, which, you know, that is on, a, on a good most, day. I've heard you say missionary position within like a concentrated amount of time that I'll ever hear ever again. And I'm happy that that's as I would say, how does that make you feel a little uncomfortable? A little, uh, but you, you expanded on it and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, way to paint the visual. My only regret is I didn't make stronger eye contact with you, Jones, <laughs> as I was saying it. I, I'm glad you didn't. Um, so, yeah. so, so just like that. Uh, is it weak finish? Yeah, a weak finish. <laughs> See, the more you describe this, it's all making a lot more sense. <laughs> it felt like a nitro. I'm telling you, it felt like a yeah. nitro. And and then we cut to Kidman talking to the internet guys. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna skip all that too. Uh, so Disco Inferno versus Hoventude Guerrera. Guerrera. Nine minutes and thirty nine seconds of okay. Can we can we just like acknowledge right now? No. Yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you go on. That like you can clearly tell Disco fucks. WCW at this time fucking loved Disco Inferno. Oh my god! Like he got so much airtime. Too not much. Just, not just on this pay per view, but on their shows in general. Like, like I, I, I wonder how many illegitimate children he fathered in his three days in Vegas pre and post this pay per view, because like when he walks in. And he starts doing his little his little disco inferno. He's got the little hip shake and everything. I wish we you had just, a camera rolling. You just for, cannot. For the listeners at home. <laughs> that to was see the you most rhythm that. I've seen you have, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But you were you were you it's, it's it's the booze. Talking. Ladies and gentlemen, he was gyrating. There's a little hip action going on there. That's it's the warlock in there. There we go. Um, but like you could not find a woman in that audience who wasn't just like at a fucking Nickelback concert in 1998, like <laughs> fucking ripping shit off, ready to go for Disco Inferno. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> this very basic guy, but they fucking loved him. Listen, Disco Inferno, who, who, he, look, he was not in my top 100 favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, I really wasn't a fan of Disco Inferno uh back then especially because i shouldn't be because he was a heel you know but i still didn't i didn't think his gimmick was very endearing i couldn't relate to it either to be fair but he looked the part he was in great shape he was a fine wrestler and he was over enough you know people were like to your point they were dancing in in the audience weirdly i don't really understand it when he was out of the ring 
Women were reaching through the barriers just to grab him, just to touch him. He's in good shape. He's an okay, first, first, motherfucker. He is in good shape. He's in okay shape. Compared to the WCW roster at this time. Well, compared to Adam Bomb, yes, he's in okay shape. But r- com- Compared to any Steiner. Compared to Buff Bagwell. Compared to Hulk First of all, we all Hulk know Hogan, that Scott Nash, Steiner's Hall. muscles have veins. You're naming and his all the people who are like, on roids. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior. And I guarantee you, he was too. <laughs> they all were. It was, it was, that was, yeah. But I think he was in good shape. I think, I mean, I'm not saying he was like jacked, but for his frame, he's in good shape. I'm pretty sure he impregnated half of Vegas. Like just, he just might have like looked at- By like like shaking his hips? No, he just, he might've done that. Like he might've went back to the hill. Like when you're coming back, I don't, you guys have been, I know you both have been to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. You ever done the the trip to like Hoover Dam and like me and everything or like Grand Canyon drove back anything? No. You guys ever done I that? I did that one time, right. yes. When you're coming back from there, you're coming up over a hill and Vegas like opens up in front of you. I'm pretty sure Disco Inferno climbed that fucking mountain, shaked his hips and went booyah. And like 33% of the women were immediately pregnant. Sure. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. He, I'm sure he did too. I'm sure they definitely they did. did. They took it. <laughs> they took it. Um, I will say that the, the design of his tights were making my eyes hurt a little bit. Maybe it was just my TV or it was me, but I couldn't handle it. It was like, there was like the, the black and white, it felt like a strobe lights almost. It was yeah. very distracting. Um, can I, <laughs> I gotta kick. I'm glad that when it happened, the announcers called it out. When like today said poor weight distribution on that pin, <laughs> yeah, I fucking lost it. <laughs> I was like, you know what, Mike? That's a good call, man. <laughs> the professor strikes again. I was you are not I, bad at your job, sir. He is. That's a good call. I enjoyed so much during this match of this being like, you know, if Disco only ever wanted to take this seriously, <laughs> he, he could be so good. But look at him. This is where you gotta like. I feel like they were coaching him during the during the match, even though he couldn't hear them. But you know, like there's you like. Let's like when you're watching a sporting event of any type, and you're just screaming at the TV, hoping they hear you. Yeah. Um. They just. That's like during this entire time, they're just like, "Come on, Disco. This is where you pin him now. Don't let him get off the hook." Like it was. I felt like that was a third of the match when he wasn't trying to impregnate half of Vegas. Also, the audacity of this man to do the fucking Macarena mid-match. God damn it, that was so not good. The audacity of the 90s to allow this to happen. Oh, it happened. It was was happening a lot. The audacity of pre-9-11 America. Oh, man. Fuck. (laughs) That was a different time. It was a different time. Um, Hoobie is like a... Go on. He didn't even do it right. Is there a right way to do it? Yes. I think it's all wrong, man. <laughs> Probably. <is. laughs> it's all wrong. It's all, it's all bad. Uh, Hoobie's like a standard WWE cruiserweight, which is all, it was cool to see him wrestle. Uh, it was weird seeing him without a mask. It's always weird seeing him without a mask. Yeah. It always throws me off. Probably for him too. I feel like he wakes up and the mask is on. Yeah. and this, this, So this match had a little more weight to it. Uh, the winter, the winner got to face Billy Kidman later in the night. Wait, are you sure that's not a pun in the fact that Disco was not really a cruiserweight? I mean, he's bigger than most cruiserweights. Yes, they were saying that, that a lot during the during the match. She was like, "This guy isn't a cruiserweight. I don't know what scale he got on. But he's not <laughs> making weights. He got skill from Wish, apparently." Um, but yeah, fine match. You know, he was a staple in '90s WCW. Disco Inferno was. Yep. And uh, it, again, Kraut reacted, and that's the yeah, important part. It was an average match. It wasn't great. So wait, but I, it wasn't terrible. That, go ahead. Um, can I tell you guys that um, for from my life, um, I I was mistakenly calling Juventude Guerrera, uh, Juventude Guerrero, and uh, one I, letter makes all the difference. I yeah. I thought that he was related. 
<laughs> he is to, not to the to the to the flying Guerreros. No, 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 nope. not not no. And when when I was looking over the match card, and I went, oh, after all this time. Well, now you know. Change things. You're like, is that a different guy or same guy? <laughs> it's a different guy. They move into Guerrera. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was my bad. So it's like not not a part of Chavo and uh, and Eddie. Uh-uh. No, nope, mm. he's not related to Gory. No. None of the motherfuckers. None of them. No. Um, so we're, we're going to. Ah, God damn it. Uh, Scott Steiner's promo is what it is. Scott Steiner, you meet a muscle with eyes. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the muscles have veins, freak. and his, his veins have muscles. He is like a he's a full on genetic freak, big booty daddy. All my freaks out there, holla if you hear me. That sort of thing. You know, Jones, as you said, his uh, veins have muscles, and his muscles have veins. I actually have that note written down <laughs> verbatim that way. When we get to the match, when we get to the uh, the Steiner Bowl. There are a few jokes that I've ever said in the my Steiner life that have Bowl. stuck the landing like that joke stuck. Mm-hmm. I, that joke stuck like 14 years ago. <laughs> it's still out there in the world. Jones, I'm just going to I'm going to show this to you right now. He's unzipping his pants. Um, Scott Steiner's muscles have veins. His veins have muscles. Listen, it's it's accurate. I wasn't lying when I said it. No, and I'm pretty sure you've said that before. Which That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. It's, it's I, I just, said that. It's I just said in your head. I said that is. joke like fucking 15 it, years ago, it and living, it popped you when it I said it. Rent free. And <laughs> I had all of these years. I said that shit to you when we were living together. I know. I know, man. <laughs> uh, it came so fucking naturally too. Because it's just in your brain. I've moved in. Yeah. Um. So I've been wanting to get to this match because I got. You watch wrestling long enough, and you like study it, and you, you get into it, and be like me, and like listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and you know when you're you're driving, your commute, and things like that, you start picking up on things, you start learning things you didn't know how things worked in wrestling matches. So Fit Finley versus Das Wonderkind, Alex Wright. <clears throat> I got a kick out of this because my wife's in the room. She watched most of the pay-per-view with me, even though she was on her phone the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, hey. But she was there. She was there. I was like, hey, the, the greatest German wrestler of all time is on TV right now. now. And, and for those who probably already know, most of you know, my wife's from Germany, German citizen. And she looks up. She's looking. And he's doing his little dance. And she's like, him. And I said, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Wonderkind. And she's like, oh. I was like, is that how you guys dance in Germany? She's like. Game of the finger, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, no, seriously, like, is that you guys do the disco tech? I've told you about the disco tech. I know I told you about the you guys about the disco tech, haven't I? <laughs> I don't so in Germany, they call it a disco tech. It's not a club. It's a disco tech. Yeah. And I get such a fucking kick out of that because we don't call them disco techs here. Maybe they did in the '70s. You two did once. I did. No, you two. Who's you two? That one band that's that, super overrated. That one band. Oh, them. Yeah. That yeah. has all their music drop on iTunes and you can't get rid of it if you have an iPhone. That's, that's just one album. Um, but we still have it. <laughs> still can't get rid of it. Can't get rid of it. But so so she's like, she's just offended by the fact that I'm insinuating this is how Germans dance, of course. <laughs> you, you just insulted her entire people uh, just based on Alex Wright. Alex Wright. Yeah. <laughs> but here, so I'm watching the match. <clears throat> isn't good <clears throat> not great which is fascinating not even because good. alex Wright's really really fucking good 
Uh, Fit Finley's really good. So what the fuck's the problem? And a very, it's funny, a very young Fit Finley who still looks like he's 50. I, so, <laughs> Jones, I'm going to let you finish your thought because yes. I, I think I have an answer to your, to okay. your dilemma. So I'm watching this match, and I don't know if you guys, I know you guys caught this. It's the first match of the whole night where there's a boring chant. It starts a little low, it starts to get a little louder, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. That's, you never want that, especially yeah. on a pay-per-view. That's embarrassing, especially two capable wrestlers, yep. uh, and I felt kind of bad for him. And then I started noticing, like, the tempo changes a little bit, and they start getting a little more, Alex starts getting a bit more aggressive, and they're out on the outside, and they're doing all this extra stuff. I'm like, okay, and they're trying to get a pop out of the crowd, and I realized that they made a, called an audible hard in this match real fast. And it just started getting really intense because I guarantee that's not how the match was supposed to go. Yeah. And it's rare that I get a chance to really notice it and like see it like a moment in time where the crowd's not into it. So we got to change. Yeah, so you got to pivot. They literally the pivoted. And yeah. I, well, although the crowd still did a little boring, but it was less prominent. I think the crowd got a little more into it. But I just, I love that because that's professional wrestling. Like, to know, like, people are like, oh, it's all scripted, you just gotta go, it's choreographed. Like, in a sense, yes, but, like, the ability to just change on the fly yeah. and make decisions like that is, like, a real skill. And not all professional wrestlers, especially, like, if you're new, if you're pretty green, you can't, you don't know how to do that. Right. And it, and especially in a match that's only five minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A hair over five minutes long. <laughs> you know. They got a lot in in those five minutes, yeah, if you think yeah. about it. To, to go off the rails from a fan perspective so quickly it's like oh shit this is it's only going to get worse unless we make it better yeah, and i love that that that's because like it happens a lot and we don't necessarily notice it because you know the, if they're good enough and we're engaged enough you don't notice it yeah but this match wasn't good in the beginning so there was like a quick change and they just went in a different direction i yeah, like that that, that actually kind of made it one of my favorite matches because i got to see it happen yeah so about all that okay here we go yeah here we go um, for a five-minute match, I have three pages of notes. Oh. Do we have to listen to it? Oh, yeah, you do. Like three? Okay. Yeah. Because this is why I feel the match was the way it was. All right? Because I'm pretty sure that Fit Finley um, looks like Nick Nolte's mugshot. <laughs> Here we go. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fit uh, Finley looked like uh, Nick Nolte's mugshot <laughs> that spit him out, and then Vegas took what's left. Uh -huh. Um. Pretty sure, especially when I was watching this, Fit Finley looks how Vegas smells. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Fit Finley, during his time in Vegas here, only ate a strip club buffets while he was in Vegas. Mm. That was it. Uh, Fit Finley's hair uh, looks like a butt tuft. Yeah, I can't from the state of that your first one. It was from the state of... This, actually, there's a second one. We actually skipped over it from the <laughs> okay. Bagwell promo. And we're going to come back to that when we get to the bag, to the uh, the Got Steiner it. match. Yeah. Um, Fit Finley's hair looks like a butt tuft from the state of Michigan's Prettiest Butthole Contest. Uh, Scott Steiner rated it a 6.5 bicep flexes out of 10 butt tufts. <laughs> what the fucking sense? I love it. Rumor has it that if you open up a box of Lucky Charms at the Flamingo, Fit Finley will appear for a match. One one thing I love about this show, not Halloween Havoc, but nothing good, is when Dave fixates on something and he writes three pages of these fucking one liners. <laughs> he's done it with fucking Dan Saverin. He's, <laughs> he he's did. doing it My now. My favorite. <laughs> Finley. Uh, and we're fucking here for it. So please yes. continue. Yes. So the fans were chanting boring. 
uh, during the match. That's not good. Clearly, none of them were present for Finley's three-day rager. That's, <laughs> that saw him try to impregnate the mom. For, uh, uh, no, the uh, sorry, not the mom. The MGM Grand Lion prior to the <laughs> Jesus. He's just up there trying to mount that thing. Um, Fit Finley's Halloween Havoc bender was the basis for the entire Hangover trilogy. Mm. Um, all of it. Uh, the second one in Bangkok, yeah. Uh, that all occurred with Finley, a leper, a pimp, and a wrestler that would later be known as Hornswoggle over a 24-hour period at Circuit Circus. Oh, you thought I was going to say Treasure Island. That's how fucked up it was. Oh, God. Um, Fit Finley, I'm pretty sure, is 700 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, more people went to the bathroom during this match than Disco Inferno fucked and fathered <laughs> while he was in Vegas. Seriously, it looked like the elevators at the Mall of America in the first Monday Nitro, except there were no escalators. Mm. Um, to say that's uh, to say that Fit Finley sweats Guinness would be uh, too easy. Guinness sweats Fit Finley. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Yeah. Well done, sir. Thank well done. you uh, for that. So when you said you had a lot of notes for this show, it was really just Fit Finley. Listen, <laughs> it's Finley joke. As soon as I saw the beginning of this match, and it was so fucking boring. My mind just took me to a place to like try to get through it, and then it actually took me about half an hour to get through this because it just kept pausing it as more things popped in my head to say about Fit Finley. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you gave us that. Um, I feel like I'm a better person for it. That was better than the match. It was also better than the next match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Lodi Fucking... versus Saturn. Did I did anybody like notice that Lodi looks like the lead singer of the band Crazy Town? That he looked like Shifty Shellshock. Shifty Shellshock. Well, that's fucked. his name? That's his actual name. Which might actually be better than most ring names, especially better than a ring name Lodi. Idol. It's backwards. Mm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Just don't fuck with his signs, <sighs> man. Don't fuck with his signs. Yeah. It's idle. <clears throat> it's all he if, wants. If you were to tell somebody to like look up the nineties to get an idea what the nineties looked like, it would be Lodi. <laughs> it would be <laughs> would be. Yeah. Yo, so first thing I typed up here was how useless was Lodi in nineteen ninety-eight. Pretty mm-hmm. fucking useless. And here's the thing. I don't know how much actual ring experience. I don't know his real name, but Lodi has uh, on a big stage. But he was not ready for Saturn. He looked lost as fuck that entire match. He did not know what to do. Uh, it was awkward. It was not only awkward, but can can we take a moment to like just point out that both Lodi and Perry Saturn looked like they were playing for Average Joe's Gymnasium in the first match of the Las Vegas Open? Listen. Like they clearly got the the wrong box and it was just the SM S and M gear. Yeah, was, and that's my, what they my had. My first to... note was, "What the fuck is Perry Saturn wearing?" He right now? dressed like. <laughs> Remember that time we were in Houston? Yeah. And <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Jones. Tell the story. Look, and 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 I'm not telling the story. That's that's for offline. I think the listeners want to hear this. No, they get the little the uncut version of this episode. Maybe they'll hear it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a Patreon. And we'll p- tell stories we can't actually tell on the air. Um, he looked like he was in that. Oh yeah, he was definitely on stage. I I'm, I'm like looking, and I'm just like Perry, you're a badass. Like you you're like a military paratrooper. Why the, why are you why are you dressed like this? <laughs> yeah, an S and M chainmail vest was an interesting choice. 
that was, it it's was the bold, best. It's a bold choice. The hat choice. together was yeah. just such a strange combination. We can't say anything about the hat because the hat was paying tribute. I get it. The combination <laughs> together with the chainmail vest. Listen, <laughs> but, you, you might even get away with it if it's the hat and the vest. But the goatee. And the goatee. Just clearly filled in. Yep. He, um, and look, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Lifestyle choices are lifestyle choices. You ain't gonna get no judgment from me. It's absolutely correct. If you want to be into the bondage S and M business, brothers, sister, they, them, whatever the fuck you are, man, I got number love for you. But oh boy, I didn't expect to see it on <laughs> Halloween Havoc in that no. moment. I was like, no, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, you expected like him to be on a leash and somebody escorting. I him just down. it just yeah. threw me the hell off, and yeah. I'm like, this it, it didn't was fit weird. His gimmick. It was a weird choice. It just yeah. didn't even fit him. Like that it was no. just so odd combination yeah. of things to wear. Yeah. And again, he, he's, it's Perry Saturn. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Perry Saturn. Uh, the Pit Bulls or the Pit mm-hmm. the Pit Bulls and the, the yeah. Eliminators and all those guys uh, in ECW. Perry Saturn and Cronus. I think John Cronus. Cronus uh, were a badass tag team. Uh, Perry Saturn is no joke. He will, he will, he will, he will murder somebody. He's a really badass guy. Um, Can you imagine being uh, murdered by Perry Saturn while he's wearing that? No, (laughs) no, no, I can't. This man, one of my favorite back in the day, one of my favorite finishing moves of all time was the Death Valley Driver, uh, which I was so nice to see again. Um, But Saturn's one of those guys who probably could have made a bigger play in WCW. Uh, it just didn't. It was too small, too short. They call what Nash call them the vanilla midgets. Him and Benoit, Malenko, and Guerrero. Yeah, he referred to them as vanilla midgets. Um, which I don't know how to feel about that. But um, everybody's small to Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, the match for th- it was it was two minutes and ten seconds too long. Uh, <laughs> and it was only three and a half minutes. <laughs> it was actually it was three was, minutes and fifty seconds. Like, I actually it was thought it was three minutes and fifty seconds too yes. long. It was. It was just. It was just not good. It served no purpose. It was a nitro match. It was a random nitro match. Mid card nitro yep. match. Yeah, Saturn wins by pinfall, and nobody seemed to notice. No, not even Lodi. No. He was there. <laughs> he was at the receiving end, mm-hmm. and he still doesn't even know that happened. Mm-mm. What's What's funny is that the Alex Wright Fit Finley match and the Saturn Lodi match, if you combine the time of those two, it is still shorter than Hogan and Warrior actually starting their match. Mm. That's fantastic. Again, fucking Halloween Havoc fucks with time. Mm-hmm. It does not care about what you have to do the next day or in your evening or for the rest of your life because it is going to go and it's going to be cold. It's going to be bleak and it is going to occur every day for the rest of your life. That was dark. Not as dark as fucking Saturn's goatee. <laughs> it was It was very dark. Um, you know, it wasn't dark. This cruiserweight match. Um, uh, I thought you were going to say the Neon Nitro Girls. We're skipping, that later? we're skipping that right over we're them. Skipping right over I them. stopped yeah. typing about them. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I just no point. Yeah, I, I stopped writing the promos <laughs> and the Nitro Girls. I just in I, my notes. I just we're just gonna gloss over that. I just, I just blurb them. Oh, it's like oh, this time they have hats and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> hats and chairs. Uh, Billy Kidman, That's a nice touch, and uh, Disc Inferno. Uh, Inferno second match of the night. Uh, the match again, 
fine match, a good Nitro match. Um, Kidman could go, man. Oh, Kidman could, could always go. Yeah. Kidman was my dude back in the day. Kidman, so because he just seemed like a regular guy. Yeah, I thought he's like, relatable. I thought he had a, a nice ups, up, you know, upside. I thought he was going to do some things. Well, I mean, you would think that because during the entire match between Disco Inferno and Kidman, all they fucking did, Shivani and Heenan are saying, "This he's only 23. Can you imagine how much better he's going to get? They just kept saying that over and over and over again. And rightly so, because Spoiler Kidman, alert, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, to be fair, he does have a feud with Hulk Hogan like a year later. Yeah. Or two years later. So, I mean, granted, it's, it was a short-lived feud, but it's still a feud. Did you have a feud with Hulk Hogan? No. I didn't. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't with me anyhow. Mm. I said it. Touche. I mm. said what I said. Mm. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that Disco came down to the ring with his cum rag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. Um, yeah, just in case Just in case he came over the crowd. In case none of you knew, Kidman was married to Tori Wilson for like five years. He was. Which And together for like eight or nine years. God bless Good him. Good for him. You know, talk about punching up. Yeah. <laughs> Punch out of your weight class. So when I watched this match, the first thing I thought about is how usually in like WCW pay-per-views, like previous Halloween Havocs, they were giving away shit. You yeah. know, whether it be like a Slim Jim giveaway with a monster truck or uh, just another general giveaway of a monster truck. You know, six people in the United States have monster trucks they can't do anything with because of WCW. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was watching this, I was thinking besides crabs, what else was WCW giving away that night? <laughs> Your mind works in weird fucking ways. Yeah. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me, Disco Inferno wasn't doing it. So, uh, the match itself, um, again... Wait, hold on a second. Fuck. Scott Steiner just went ahead and fucking told the entire crowd he's ready to fuck that night. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. He was talking about he was going to be getting down. Yeah. He's going to be raw dogging that night. Yeah. And the commentary throughout most of the night was... Uh, Steiner banging, Disco Inferno banging, and Scott Hall getting fucked up. The yeah. whole thing. Yeah, uh, we we will have a conversation about that real soon. Um, this is I, I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the pace it was okay. of this match. It was a solid match. Yeah, it, was it was a solid match. I enjoyed the pace. I thought I thought Kidman carried it, and rightfully so. He should have. He also didn't wrestle earlier that night. But then again, nobody wrestled more than ten minutes in this pay per view. So yeah, at, at this point, this was the longest match of the night. At, yeah. At, I love almost I, eleven minutes. Kidman, I'm, I know he was the first person I ever seen do the uh, shooting star press. And while although uh, I've seen other people do the shooting star press, f- you know, far more impressive, like Brock Lesnar doing the shooting star press, because God bless him, it's unnatural. It is. It's it's Man one of those moves. Suit. Yeah, it's one of those moves that still to this day, uh, it's impressive every time I see it. Yeah, it's just the shooting star press is just a cool move, and it's a cool name. Um. But yeah, it was a solid match. Kidman could go, like you said, and uh, it's unfortunate. I think most of us had high hopes for Kidman back then, uh, and he just didn't really get there. But, you know, I think he did when he married Tori Wilson for a while. I think that was his main event slot. Yeah. He works as a producer of the WWE now. I he does. Yeah, he does. I, uh, I, I During during my, my time watching the pay-per-view and getting bored by it, I decided to go down a bunch of rabbit holes and just kind of take a look and see what a lot of these guys are doing today. And I was like, oh, Kidman's 49 and he's still working. He sees uh, producing for uh, for for Vincent Company. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kidman wins by pinfall. Uh, Disco won by spreading his seed to Kidman. 
uh, because of the comrade and everything else going on there. Uh, my last note about this was after the match, Billy Kidman became William Man Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I would really like to know <laughs> where that came from. Because uh, that's what we call a head scratcher down here. <laughs> where I'm from. I originally wrote it down to be funny. <laughs> well, good, because it's, it's interesting. <laughs> But then I realized, because I was like, well, he go, he's Billy Kid, oh, man. And I was going, oh, well, now he's William Man, but his last name also has man in it. So, I'm, fuck, I'm not changing it. He's just going to be William Man. <laughs> man, man. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to work out for him. Oh, shit. I'm like, what's, what's this? Is this like your little pet name for him? I could. I could I There's my little man, man out there. I couldn't man, fucking man. stop laughing go when get I thought him, about Billy. that while watching this, and I'm so happy that I'm still laughing about it now. <laughs> you're, you're not laughing, you're damn near in tears. I am in tears, it's fucking great. You know, the, one of the greatest things one human being can do for themselves is to make themselves crack yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, shit. If you can make so. yourself laugh, then you don't need anybody else. Yeah, well done, Dave. There's, well there's done. William Man there's Man. William <laughs> 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 I, was thinking, I was thinking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world when he's young Neil, which I think is one of the great fucking jokes in, in all of a sudden. He's not Neil Young. He's young Neil. And he's like, you've, you, you know, at the end, he's like, you played really well, young Neil. Now you're just going to be known as Neil. So in my head, that's how, you know, Billy Kidman, you did so great in this match. Plus you were in a tank top. And there's no way that Disco Inferno didn't get some DNA on top of you. So you're not leaving this match as William Kidman. You're leaving it now you're, as Billy Kidman. You're leaving it as William Mann. Man. Works. Ah, it does. Speaking you've, of man man. You've earned your keep. Jesus Christ, speaking of man man. Uh we got some Steiner action coming up. So some the, Steiner on Steiner action. So the steroid budget for the pay-per-view just really picked up. <laughs> so of, of all the matches uh up to this point, this is the only one that really had like the build-up. Yeah, there were stakes. Yeah, that felt like it it meant something. One, it's brother versus brother with the Steiners who you know, had been in wrestling for a long time and had always just been known as the Steiners. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Rick was always in the shadows uh, because of Scott's off-the-wall fucking personality and roid rage. Um, they also added stakes that night that if Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell won, then the Steiners would have to face each other one-on-one for 15 minutes. Uh, and... To the shock and surprise of no one, fucking Buff Bagwell uh, did a 360 on uh, Rick Steiner. 180. Sure. We'll that too. Because I feel like if you did a 360, you'd be back. Oh, you'd come back around. Yeah. I'm using Steiner math. Oh, Yo, you are definitely using yeah. Steiner math. Uh, 80% of the time. It's 50% of the time. Like, and then they did a And then you'll be facing yourself in the West, Palm Beach, North Carolina. That's right. Judge <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy Bagwell. I, I, my stomach hurt a little. I, I feel confident that Scott Steiner would absolutely be judge number one for the prettiest butthole in Michigan competition. <laughs> he, he would be wearing his Hall of Famer ring, too. He absolutely would. would. There's no way he wouldn't. <laughs> they are from the, Michigan. Oh my god! Yeah. There's there's no way. Like it wouldn't take much either. Just pop, like just promise him like a bottle of bronzer. And like some bleach for his That's hair. A bucket and he's of fried chicken he's in. He's fucking there. <laughs> it's protein. And he's, and he's probably wearing the chainmail too. I feel like he'd have to. Listen, I know, and you know, and I know that you know that that shit was ridiculous looking. But you know, every 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 teenage boy wanted it. 
just so you could have it and walk around. <laughs> With the fucking the Ray Bans and the Chael Mills, yeah, yeah. fucking Ray like the, to me, to me, like if you wanted to like tell somebody what wrestling was about and just didn't want to give them any words, you just want to show them a picture. You don't show him that big booty daddy. You show you show Scott Steiner in the chainmail with the Ray Bans on, just with his fucking muscle on top of his muscle. <laughs> it's just like bloop, 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 bloop. it's, like, it's like a fucking Russian nesting doll of muscles. <laughs> Just popping up off of his arm. The tip of his fucking bicep muscles like a little knot. I know. (laughs) Like, brother, that's not normal. (laughs) But he was in such... He was in such fucking crazy shape then. Like... If you look at it, it's always interesting when you see people who are, like, too jacked and they're roided or whatever. They're juicing, whatever they're doing. And just slight movements. Veins are just popping. Just slight movements. Right. You're not even talking, not yelling. He just turns a little bit. They're just, they're just like, brother, you're about to explode. Yeah. Of nothing but like roid juice. Like this is, this is, I, I don't think in, in all of watching wrestling that anybody ever, ever has or ever will look like Scott Steiner. No, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think, I don't, so. I don't think it's pharmaceutically possible. <laughs> but what's wild. I mean, if you go back and watch their uh, WWE hall of fame induction from last year, like, he still looks like that. Yeah. And he's, he's still pretty ripped. He's old you, as shit. You yeah. can't undo that at this stage, Jeff. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Because if no, he stops, he'll die. Yeah. There's no one. It's like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop, he's just going to cease to exist, man. Oh, God. He's like, that dude. the dude's a real life fucking action figure. Yeah. Like he is. It's wild. It's crazy. And and again, he, he has his face on his tights. Yeah. Like right on his dick. His face. That's the choice. Yeah. When you're the big bad booty daddy, <laughs> you do whatever you want. He's like, I'm going to come out here, Vegas. And before I do this match, I want you to know that my dick is open for business. That's what he's you saying. You come backstage. You come front stage. I will come all over your face. It doesn't matter because Buff Bagwell is open for business. A oh, Buff Bagwell. Wait, you know Buff Bagwell. <laughs> well, Scott Steiner is open Seth? for business. Because he's Buff and he's the too. stuff. Yeah. He's Buff and he's the stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, Scott Steiner was fucking just... Yeah. I've never seen anybody with the confidence just walk on stage on national... On like worldwide television just go... Open for business. When you look like that, yeah. <laughs> you're well paid by WCW. Um, so the match itself, I didn't really write much about either of the matches. It was more a matter of like, okay, so we needed the betrayal of Buff to make this mean more. Yep. Obviously. Is is there anybody in the world that you would be more convinced has truck nuts on his truck than Buff Bagwell? Is there anybody in the world that you'd be more convinced would have truck nuts on his truck? I don't have to think about that for a minute. He might have fucking invented them. I don't even know. Um, but he looks like every douche I've ever like seen drive like a Ford F three fifty. For all of you who do drive one of those, Dave's talking about you yeah. um, directly in your truck nuts. So I'm gonna ask a serious question. So I really did enjoy uh, this whole thing, um, but my question is: This is like the most important question I'm gonna ask today. And I want you guys to really dig deep inside and and answer this. Look inside your soul for this. Look back on all of wrestling for this. Does Rick Steiner winning the WCW World Tag Team titles in a handicap match 
against one of the greatest tag team members of all time. Who just so happens to be his brother. And the goddamn giant. Make Rick Steiner the goat. Because, listen, that's a big fucking deal. After getting demolished for like 10 straight minutes. Yeah. I don't know if it makes him the goat. I think it makes him the better Steiner. I think that might make him the goat, man. I just like that he had the the ear guards. He always has the ear guards. That's, that's his thing. I know, but I'm saying... He's like, never not had them. I know, but I'm saying I just like the ear guards. Like, to me, that makes him the goat just right just off right the bat. Just right off the bat. Just, right off the just bat. based on that. Because he came to wrestle. Yeah. Everybody else came to entertain. Hmm. Worried about people seeing their ears. I maintain that could make him the greatest that's ever lived. Because... It, I, I did, I did. in all seriousness, I did have, uh, because, you know, I, I still had a lot of trouble keeping a lot of the seriousness up to this point in the pay-per-view. Um, but how impressive a feat is it to win the the tag team titles on your own? That's what I'm saying. Just just I solo. Think, I think I read this. <clears throat> that was the second time that happened in WCW. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who the first was. Hmm. I'll look that up. That's interesting. Anybody out there? Uh, if you know, chime in on social media. The answer, because I'm not looking it up. No, no. Um, at this point during the pay-per-view, during Halloween Havoc, I'm playing a game. Um, it is wrestlers working in jeans uh, versus wrestlers dressed like they're on a guy-on-guy bondage porn. And it, <laughs> and at this point, it's three to three. This this pay-per-view has unlocked some weird shit in Dave's head. Yeah, unexpectedly. <laughs> I know you guys watched the same thing I watched. First off, yes. you saw Lodi. Yeah. I've you watched just, I've seen Lodi before. He 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 has like handcuffs around his waist. Yes, that's his Who who approved that? Kevin Sullivan did, I guess. Fucking Perry Saturn walks out of a village, like out of a YMCA village he, people he really video. Did. He really He's did. clearly the fucking biker. Yes. And into a ring. Yes. Right now, Buff Bagwell is doing both in this match. Yes. So, um, it just a lot of interesting choices. Like, if you were to go ahead and say to somebody who's never watched wrestling before and be like, give me your thoughts on this. And like, there's a lot of leather. You know? It's a lot of leather. It's a lot man. of leather. A lot of, a lot of yeah, interesting. Yeah, leather. I don't think any of us would tell anyone to start with Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a cool thing to see, uh, you know, Steiner and Steiner go at it. And it was a fun match. And it's, it was cool because you like, you never think you'd really see it on a big, big stage after Scott turned on Rick. It was a big thing. And I remember being pissed as a kid, like motherfucker, like don't join the NWO. Yeah. Uh, But I think it was the best he could have done for his career. Agreed. Because I mean, Scott Steiner back in the day was not known for being a big, big, big talker. I mean, he could cut a promo, but it wasn't a great promo. Rick was always the talker of the two. Uh, so to see him unlock that next version of himself, kind of like Bradshaw becoming JBL, whether you yeah. like JBL or yeah, not, Dave, I'm looking I, at you. I think I know. he did a lot for his career. But it did more for his career than staying a tag team would have ever done. Uh Unfortunately, Rick never really caught that singles bug. Mm-hmm. He turned heel eventually. I don't know if you guys remember, like late WCW, he became a heel yeah, and joined with that. Scott. And he was like this, the, the, the dog face Grimmon, but like, like almost like, like a, a Scott Steiner version of him. It didn't resonate with me then either, but, um, but it was a fine match. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, because I mean, 
you know, as wrestling fans for as long as we've been watching it, like for the nuances between Rick and Scott, like the Steiners are always the Steiners. They're always the like, Steiners. They gotta be are, together. They've yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's uh let's well, You've got wrestlers working in jeans in this pay-per-view with three. <laughs> okay, here right? we go. Yes. You know, because like when John Cena was wrestling in jeans, nobody else was allowed to wrestle in well, jeans. Well, they were jorts. Well. They were half jeans. Yeah. Um, wrestlers dressed like they're a guy-on-guy bondage porn three. Times that this that that uh, Rick Steiner's nutsack was worked like a speed bag in this match, three. Can we talk about how the uh, the even like the announcers, the commentators like, man, we got to figure out what's going on with these low blows and whether or not they're illegal or not. Like, like, like they're always illegal. Like what? <laughs> After the third one, I actually saw a Rocky montage where Balboa's just up there with a speed bag on his nutsack, just like going to fucking town. I'm pretty sure that's a joke in um in some other movie. They they definitely parodied that. Um, can we give respect to the giant going to the top rope? It was a, a little sketchy there for a second. He 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 realized that he is not very agile. He realized when he was getting up there that well, I, I done fucked up. He realized he should have he should have practiced this earlier in the day. He couldn't. <laughs> Number one, structurally, the ring may not have been able to handle it. Because can did you guys notice? Just I, I don't know why I noticed it this time around, but it really felt like the WCW ring was made out of something completely different than a WWF ring. It sounded different. Always yeah. when the guys like hit the ring. It's a different size. People didn't bounce. They yeah, don't bounce. Smaller. Like, they're, they, yeah, they're, it really they really don't well, bounce off it at all. Because WCW rings have less give, just they've always had less give. Yeah. Um and the ropes are not made of the same material. So the bounce there's no there's very little bounce. Right. Which most wrestlers don't like. So put a five hundred pound man on top of those ropes and tell him to jump. Well, he was second guessing himself once he was up there for a yeah. second. But once you get up there, you can't go. You fucking can't go down. You're gonna be a pussy if you like, get back down. Like nobody's gonna like like kick out of that and then kick the ring and then because if his if he drops down on that, he like he, the rings the, the ropes snap. Probably at that point. But um, what's weird is like, you know, the giant then was giant, but comparatively to today, he's not that big. Like he's twice the size now than he yeah. was then. Yeah, I know. Like he's just a regular sized dude. If you were to take that giant and put him in today's ring, it's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the giant and he's walking out with the fucking tag team titles, it looks like he's playing. It looks like he's a grown man playing with a kid's with like kids. A, playing with his kids' belt. <laughs> he yeah. does. You know, that was that was a sight. Mm. But I, watch him smoke a cigarette was not as cool as I think he thought it was. No. <laughs> It was not. And I don't remember thinking it was cool then either. Anything involving fire in this pay-per-view was really poorly Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, my God. We're getting closer to that. Yeah. Speaking of which, so this next match, which, on again, on paper, you're like, oh, shit. The Outsiders explode. We're, we're going to get the fight, you know. We could have had <clears throat> this, pro- this program between the two of them without the real life issues Scott Hall was having. I feel like it's disgusting. It's insulting. I didn't like it then because then I was into the dirt sheet. So I knew that Scott Hall was going through some stuff with substance abuse. So they decided in their their ever present fucking wisdom to make it a part of the fucking show, which tell me that doesn't make the demons worse. Yeah. It, for me, like I fucking loved Hall and Ash and on paper, I'm like, Hall and Nash, like the outsiders breaking up, fighting each other. Like, that's awesome. And then it's like, 
knowing what Scott Hall was going through, it just it just felt wrong. Yeah. Like to bring that to light and sort of work it into the match. I'm like, dude has some serious fucking issues going on outside of the business. Yes. And like to just sort of put that on display and parade it in it front just, of everyone. Like, it just it just didn't sit right. And 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 WWF is not immune to this. We're gonna get to that in a second, but uh to the WCW point, you know, you sit there and you watch and I again I remember being a kid and I remember going, this doesn't seem like it's right. Like it didn't I'd never really been around anybody like with like alcohol problems, but like you knew about it, you knew enough about yeah. it to know that like this can't be good. Uh, Eric Bischoff, who you know was the last say in a lot of things, and by this point in '98, he was definitely dipping his toe more and more creative. Uh, has gone like just one of the last episodes they went over this this whole pay per view and this angle, and he was talking about how embarrassed and how just like he wishes that he didn't say okay to any of this, but it's like when you're in the moment, you're like, and Scott's like, okay, but like in retrospect, like. Why the fuck would you do? Why would I? Why? Why would you ever think this is even a good idea? But WWF yeah. did the same thing. Years later, I remember fucking Pepperidge Farm remembers when uh, Stone Cold fucking kidnapped Hall when the NWO had invaded. It was pouring, pouring beer, beer all on over him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at the time, <clears throat> Hall was already dealing with. He was still. It was actually worse at this point, and he was taking medication that if he drank alcohol, it would make him violently, violently ill. While. Stone Cold is pouring beer all over him. Who? Well, what's wrong with people in yeah, the name of well, entertainment? That's Vince. Um, that's that's Vince getting back. I, oh, you left. I guess. You took over wrestling for what, 83 weeks? Is that what it is? Well, they, 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 they beat WWF for 83 weeks 83 straight. 83 weeks straight. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that don't age well. And you can maybe even like subtitle this podcast, nothing good, dot, 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 shit that didn't age well. Uh, you talking about us or the shit that we no, cover? Uh, shit we cover. Come and ask me 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, this did not age well. And, no. you know, going back and watching this again, um, I was very uncomfortable yeah, you feel bad from both. You feel bad. I mean, <clears throat> nothing about this was entertaining. I think that I think that's something that when I look back on this and I watch it, there was an there wasn't anything about this angle about what they were doing that was entertaining to me. You know, having them go to the bar and fight and and you know, having Hall, you know, whether he was or he wasn't portray that he was drunk. You know, yeah. out coming out with a drink, coming yeah. out with the drink, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, but then they were like, you know, that the commentary was making a bunch of references to it, like jokingly. But they were even making references to it in the match, like, you know, Nash was calling Hall out on his drinking problems, and then like the first power bomb, and he's like, "Oh, it goes to the crowd. You want me to make it a double?" Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> exactly dude, dude's going through some real shit you want another one huh you want to you like he's doing like the the kicks to the midsection yeah. you want another one could get you another yeah. one how about a double like uh, uh. yeah and like i get the portrayal of tough love but yes at, at what point is it like oh that's a bit much like, man. this isn't it's actually helping much. his real life issues which no. for the record followed him the rest of his fucking natural born life yeah, yeah. which shortened his life yeah. which is a fucking tragedy that it should never have gotten to that point now look he's a grown man make his own decisions he had his own i've and i'm not going to misspeak 
uh, about his history, but he had a lot of fucked up things happen to him uh, in his younger years, which led him to drink a lot anyhow. And it just, he just unresolved shit and it builds. It will build. Uh, but it's unfortunate that while well, although Hall did get a lot of help a lot of times and it seemed like maybe he was in a better place before he passed, it took that long to get to that point for him to, to, to get a little healthier. But this point in 1998, uh, making light of his real life substance struggles, which is poor taste then and it's awful taste now. Yeah, and, and the commentary was, you know, even outside of this match, they were still making references to like him going on a bender while they're in Vegas and like all this other stuff. And I was like, dude is struggling for real. And like the way the match ended after the second power bomb and Nash is like, or is like, I'm not even going to pin him. I'm just going to walk out. I like for him to show that restraint, I think goes back to his love for hall. But at the same time, it's like how much tough love is too much tough love. Yeah. You well, know? I, th- to me, this is all lazy writing. You know, I think this is, you have the most iconic moment in the history of wrestling is NWO. Is yeah, I mean, out- those two guys are just as much brothers as the Steiners are. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, what they did and with Hogan will be talked about forever. It, it goes down as, as the biggest, probably the biggest moment in the history of wrestling up to this point, probably. Right. You do. How do you need a subplot to drive exactly something like that forward? You already have, you know, one of the most iconic tag teams of all time changed the game of wrestling, introduced one of the two greatest factions in the history of wrestling next to the horsemen. Right. And now they're going to fight each other. You can't come up with any other driving factor to make this work other than Hall's got a drinking problem. Yeah. It could have been unresolved <clears throat> jealousy. It could have been uh, like just resentment that's built yeah. over and, years. And I, and I think... Money! <laughs> which they had no fucking problem talking about during this point of the pay-per-view. Because like every third thing they talked about was about how much money they're going to make. Yeah. And and it just it, it just none of those things. And I think when you when you take it that route, right? When you take it to you know, he's you know got a drinking problem, he has a drug problem, and things like that. As an as a person wanting to suspend disbelief to watch this and engage in it, you don't want to. You know, I, I think it automatically kind of already puts up a barrier for you to want to go down this rabbit hole because. You know, jealousy, rage, money, all those things, you know, you can play around with. Yeah. But this, you, you can't. And and that's one of the things is looking back on it that's just like, you know, poor fucking choices all the way yeah. around. Yeah, and part of it too is like, if you take yourself out of today and knowing how things played out and put yourself back in the mindset of 1998 in October when we were teenagers it's like we didn't see it that way because it was just part of the story. Now watching it back, it's like, all right, that's fucking disgusting. Why would you do that? Yeah. That was so poorly uh, chose in terms of the way that you took it. But yeah. at the time, it's like, 
same thing with Bischoff. At the time, it's like, this might work. Fuck, it didn't. <clears throat> uh, it, and the match itself wasn't a bad match. Like, And, and that's the point. It could have been so much yeah, more. It should have and been. It was, you know, it was really nice to see because you rarely see it. And the only reason you saw it is because it was Hall. Nash was selling like a motherfucker for him. Yeah. He was selling like he was beating him like throw him money. Yeah. And I you rarely see how Nash sell for anybody like especially yeah. that, especially that. Yeah. He didn't sell for people like that shit. Hall, Hall was beating that ass hard. And it was nice to see, you know, that. And the match was physical and it was aggressive and it felt personal and it could have like to the point, I'm not gonna reiterate it too many times, but it just it could have been more than it was for what is considered the WrestleMania of WCW for the year. Uh, again, Hall National Paper. Oh, let's see what this is going to be about. No, no, yeah. not this. Yeah. If you go through a Rolodex without context and want to find wrestling matches based on who it is, and you go ahead and type in Nash versus Hall to see if anything pops up, and this is this is the match, like, fuck, yes, let's go. Then you watch it, you're like, ah, oh. huh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. damn, hmm. yeah. Well, I guess that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what else happened? Oh, God. I'm trying to get better at these transitions, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Brett versus Sting. Uh, Neon Nitro Girls. Right. So, Brett versus Sting. With chairs or without? Uh, without. This one just bad wigs. Nice. Yeah. So, this is actually the longest match of the night. By like a minute and change. Not even a whole minute. Um, <laughs> Brett Hart, who's my favorite wrestler of all time, which was oh. well established, versus Sting. Who's not one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but what I, you know, he's in the top twenty somewhere. Again, on paper, you tell me I'm going to get Bret Hart versus Sting for the U.S. title for the U.S. For title solid minutes. for fifteen minutes. Yes, that's exciting. Sign, sign me the fuck up. Now here's the thing: this match isn't bad. It's just it's good because they're both really good at what they do. So the match was never going to be bad, but it wasn't. It didn't stand out. But even. What we would consider a bad Bret Hart match is still a good match. <laughs> it was a Monday Nitro it match. It was a Nitro match. If there ever fucking yeah. was one on this um, card. It could have, they could have gone harder. They could have, it could have been more, but I think because, okay, here's my rant, because I put this shit in bold. Okay. But this is why he brought the laptop today. Mm. Nothing that we talked about on this podcast, on this pay-per-view up to this point in time mattered. Jones needed to make sure that when he put in bold his thoughts about Bret Hart, it came out exactly how it was supposed to. So, fun fact, I didn't type any of this, but I'm going to say out. I just well, made sh- so I didn't forget. Oh, shit. Yeah, how about that? Oh, fuck. Fuck yeah. me, then. Yeah, motherfucker. You're not an asshole. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> do you guys recall, by any chance, the build-up to this match? No. Not okay. at all. No, because there it wasn't... It didn't feel like there were any stakes. Because there was a build-up to... And you would have known that had they put, like, a video package on so, yeah. so, we can go ahead and go back and change theme music, and we can edit people out, and we can remove matches, and we can get take the WWF logo out of all of these things. But they can't have a separate department of people that go back, and their responsibility is to create video packages to put in the middle of these pay-per-views to make them more watchable. I mean, I would like that, but that's a lot of work. They're already doing it. Yeah, but for that's a lot of extra pay-per-views and shows. Eh. But that people, who's going to watch them? There's no guarantee. If you knew that they went ahead and added video packages back to a lot of these old pay-per-views for WCW, you wouldn't go back and watch it? Probably Unless not. it's for the show, no. Mm-hmm. I might just watch the video package and then go mm-hmm. be done. Yeah, fuck me twice then. <laughs> no, Dave, I won't. Um, 
So the the build to this match, and it's and it stands out to me because it was one of those moments in wrestling where I realized that WCW did not know what the fuck to do with Bret Hart. Nope. It's when I realized I realized I realized that then in 1998 when this happened. So the whole thing with Warrior was going on. Okay. Uh, the threat, the over-presence of the OWN and Hogan and the, the NWO and Brett was kind of the wishy-washy member of the NWO at this point. Uh, I couldn't tell you now what initiated it, but Hogan and Hart had a little altercation on Nitro one night. Uh, and they got in each other's faces. Now, historically, the one match, if you grew up watching wrestling in the 80s and the 90s, you wanted Brett and Hogan. We never got Brett and Hogan. Never we did. never actually got it. For various reasons, because of ego on both ends. Um I find that hard to believe. Right? Um, so they kind of like get in a and it, you can look it up on YouTube, it's actually pretty sweet because they like get in each other's faces. And he's at one point I feel like Brett says you motherfucker to him. Like you can see him mouth it. And like it's like and they're getting serious. Like it Brett feels says that a lot. We see that in this match. Yeah, he says fuck match. you to someone in the crowd. Yeah, I love because Brett's a fucking <laughs> when he's a heel, he's a heel. Uh, and they don't get into it because Warrior shows up and then Brett like drops out of the ring and then all the NWO members get knocked out with some st- stupid ending to Nitro. So the next week, I want to say it's the next week, Hogan calls Brett out. Like, I'm going to beat that Canadian's ass, basically. Uh, and Brett's like, I'll fight you. Like, and, and, and look, WWE giving away pay-per-view quality main events on free fucking TV. <laughs> Why does this feel like a Nitro? Because it was like a fucking Nitro. So I remember where I was when I heard that Brett, the Hitman Hart, and Hollywood Hulk fucking Hogan, the newly turned face Brett Hart, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan are going to fucking finally mix it up. A dream come true. A match you've always wanted to see. You never thought you'd see it. You, you felt that when Hart came to WCW, it was going to happen. We're going to get this match finally. Bigger than uh, Hogan Rock? In WCW, yes. In WWF, no. In general. Take take promotions away. Which match would you have wanted to see more? Hogan, Hart, Hogan, Rock? Oh, Hogan Hogan and Hart. Okay. I mean, Hogan and Rock was great because of the the young line, old line bit. But this is a who's the best. It's been that that argument for a long time. Yeah. So the, the, the match starts and they start having a fucking match. On Nitro, main event of fucking Nitro. Holy shit, this is actually happening. And they, they, it's like maybe five, six minutes of a match, you know, and Hogan's trying to come up to Brett's level, but he's like doing a little chain wrestling. Like it's, again, you can watch it on YouTube. And then I think it's Hogan like throws Brett out of the ring and he injures his knee. So Hogan smells blood in the water. So he goes after Hart and he starts dropping his knee on the guardrail, smashing against the, ta- the tables, bending it around the ring post to the point where H- Hart can't get up. He can't even get on his feet anymore. Sting comes out, who's, I guess, because H- Hart's turned his back on NWO Hollywood, the Wolfpack's like, we'll, we'll stand uh, for Brett here. And H- Sting gets in the ring and says, hey, man, he can't wrestle anymore. He can't perform anymore. Fight me. Hogan's like, all right, motherfucker, let's go. So then Lex Luger, Conan come out and they help Brett out of the ring. They get him on a stretcher. They, you know, they strap him in. They're wheeling him out to the, the ambulance because Brett can't walk anymore. The EMTs are there. They, they're getting him into, they're starting to get him into the ambulance. The two EMTs that are standing off, they rip off their shit. It's like Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner. 
Brett's locked in the fucking thing. He can't get up. How do you make that mistake? <laughs> how can, how could well, you they're, not? They're, they're pretty much there's how masks. How could you not tell they, that the EMT was fucking as up. wide you, as this table? You work in healthcare. They're all covered they up. They don't look like that. They're all covered you up. You know this. I've met some pretty big uh, nurses in my day. Not not Scott Steiner. No, not Scott Steiner. Big. But anyhow, did so, any of those nurses have their face on their jock? You don't want to know. I do actually kind of now. Well, I'll tell you after after the show. All right. Yeah. So um, so Brett's trying to desperately trying to un- unhook himself while Luger and Conan of the Wolfpack are getting beaten up by the NWO black and white by Hollywood. Eventually, Brett gets himself free and starts limping through back through the audience trying to run away from the beatdown. By this point, the match with Sting and Hogan still going on. Sting now has Hogan in the Scorpion Deathlock. Brett rolls into the ring. He's kind of like, yeah, get him, Sting. Get him. Gets close. He just gives him a fucking DDT. Stands up. Shakes his leg. It's on like Donkey Kong. And they start beating the shit out of Sting. Brett has turned heel again for no fucking clear reason. What was the point of having a five-minute match where they were hitting each other? There was <laughs> ten minutes pure ago. WCW logic. Yes. Well, there was a lot of double-crossing and it, triple-crossing It didn't that make any on. sense. And then one time where Buff Bagwell dressed up as Bill Clinton. So, now we have... It's true. Now it's we like, have... It was in this pay-per-view. Sting glazed over that. has a vendetta against Bret Hart for the United States title. That's where this came from. Uh, my rant on this is that you could have actually had Hulk Hogan versus Bret Hart at any point in the time they were both in WCW at the same time. And instead, they just never did it. Yeah. So what you're saying is WCW, WCW'd. Uh, what I'm saying is they w- Eric Bischoff did not assert enough dominance as the dude in charge to get these two egos in line. But he kissed Hogan. How much more assertion do you need? Do you need a disco inferno all over the crowd? I wasn't there. I can't tell you. But I do know is that he, as the guy in charge, he should have been the one that said, no, this is what we're going to do. You both have creative control in your contracts. That's fine. We'll figure out the finish. But we're getting this match in the ring because this is something that people want to see. I don't know. I'm still always be salty about that. But the match itself, talk about a dream match uh, that was okay. Uh, and Brett actually tried to kill Sting with the bat. He did. It, it was okay. Uh, this match was, how long was it? 15 minutes and five seconds. It mm-hmm. took me... 14 minutes to uh, decipher if Sting actually had a goatee or if that was part of his makeup. Because <laughs> uh, it looked weird as shit. What was the goatee budget on this pay-per-view? <laughs> there were a lot of goatees in 70K. WCW in the late 90s. Like, you, like you, you had the cocaine budget from the 80s. I mean, there's always the ever-present steroid budget. But, you know, you didn't really have the, I gotta, you know, these guys are now getting into their 40s. We got to paint their facial hair on budget. Yeah. Uh, I was never a, a big fan of heel Bret Hart. Uh, obviously, the commentators were not a fan. Wait, of WWE heel or WWF heel? Either. You didn't like the Canadian shit. I I oh, did not so like. Good. I did not like WCW. I mean, it was heel, good. Bret. I just did not love him being a heel. Oh, you want to because he was my hero. <laughs> I get you. I get yeah. you. I get you. Uh, he was really fucking good at it. I just didn't like it personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a solid match, and you know, it all came down to you know who's gonna get. In the sharpshooter to end it, and and because it, it, they're both like super technical wrestlers, and it was not you know super great. It wasn't like a textbook you know wrestling match where it's like we're putting on a fucking clinic. It was just like 
it's kind of slow. It's not super entertaining. It's yeah. not great. Uh, it, it went a little longer than it needed to. It did. It's not. It's not how you would book this. N- nothing about this is how you would, in your right mind, with these two athletes, really book this match. And and it's fascinating because they had fifteen minutes. They did. They could have done a lot of superplexes, all sorts of stuff. There could have been some high high spots. There could have been a lot more. And I get Brett was very much playing the heel and slowing it down, jumping out of the yeah. ring. And I get it. That's a very nineties heel thing to do. <laughs> Late nineties heel, get out of the ring. Ah, I'm not gonna fight that guy. And eh, they this, do the this thing. is this is beneath me. So like I, which in Canada everything's beneath Canada. And and this actually this is like. I actually think we've been doing okay with sidebars today, so I'm going to sidebar real quick. Uh, we're almost done with the show anyhow, and fuck it, you guys will listen to this. Uh, so, t- t- talking about this match and watching this match uh, make me think about, and I'm digging into my brain uh, with, eventually when we do it again, our dream feuds. I have another Part one. Part two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there because I don't fucking, I'll tell you. Uh, so... Speaking of, if you have not listened to that episode, please go listen to it. Go back archives. and listen to that one. That was a fun fucking show. That was show. a good fucking yeah. show. I feel like if you're a wrestling fan, you will enjoy the fuck out of that episode. Um, so, hear me out. Yo, how good would this shit be? I've already started booking it in my head. Um, let's say 1997, 98, 97 Taz from ECW. Dude from the Red Hook who will choke you the fuck out. The FTW champion. Versus the 2004 Evolution Triple H. I'm telling you now. In 2004. T- take WrestleMania 20's main event. Take Hunter out. Take Benoit out. Put Taz in there. Imagine. Because Hunter will approach this as like, who the hell are you? You're beneath me. You're some guy from that bingo hall up in Jersey. You know? <laughs> Like, I'm the world's heavyweight champion. You know who held this title? Buddy Rogers held this title. You know, who, you know, and Taz is like, and the whole gimmick will be Taz wins the Rumble, right? Shows up and Triple H just says, no, I won't fight you. <laughs> I won't fight you. I, and he's like, but I'm the number one contender. He goes, no, you're not. You're not mine. You can fight the other guy on SmackDown. You're not fighting me. I refuse. And Taz like, because you're afraid. He goes, I'm not afraid of you. And Taz just starts kind of like, because ch- like ch- you got to have a chase. And one- eventually, Taz like won't stop. And then Evolution beats the shit out of him. I mean, when I say beats the shit out of him, they won't stop. And Taz keeps getting up. I could see, I could see this. Because I feel like every single time that Batista would stomp on Taz, his tattoos would get a little bit more like, like sharper. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, all right. You know, like in a video game. I like game, where your brain goes today. Like, where a video game, you know, like the character as he's like leveling this up. Is the warlock in you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're his tattoos we're, get better as he levels up. Just, just like, like you know, Goku from like, Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he just said, instead of like his hair catching on fire, it's his fucking belly button. So, so I'm not going to give too much away. I'm not going to give any of the promo. I've been working on the promos a little bit too. But it'll be just literally like the whole thing is going to be the whole time Hunter's in the back of the ring watching where Flair, Batista, Orton are just beating the shit out of him. RKO's, power bombs, even a figure four, who knows? And every time they back up, Taz just gets up slower each time, but he gets up and Hunter's just like, motherfucker, motherfucker. So they 
true ECW fashion, Hunter says, fuck it, I'm, hold on. He grips him up, gives him a fucking pedigree, does the crotch chop, flips him off, spits on him, and they start getting out of the ring because Taz is down. And then the crowd starts to pop. And they turn back, Taz is slowly grabbing the ropes, climbing back up. And Hunter's like, no, 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 no. So he gets back in the ring, pieces grips him up from behind, and they wrap a fucking chair over his head, like old school ECW style, like Raven chained to a, to a fucking cage style, just wraps the chair over his head. And that's it. The fucker doesn't get up. That's where I'm leaving you. That's where I'm at on this. This this will be a money 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 feud if done properly, which they could have done with Taz, by the way. But it wasn't Vince's creation, so yeah. Well, anyhow, sidebar done. I'm sorry. Well, so I'm gonna pull it back from the sidebar and go back to because one thing I, I had in my notes and I completely forgot to mention it because we got off on a little bit serious note there. Uh, go back to the Outsiders match real quick. You mentioned crotch chop. There were several crotch chops during that Outsiders match. There were, yeah. What did I miss here? So, um, I mean, I obviously know those guys are all close. And, you know, it's the click and, and everything else, right? But again, you've got DX and NWO. Crotch Chop's the DX thing. So where does the, cro- the crotch chop come into play here in this match? What am I missing? What am I not thinking about? What do you about? mean? So like Hall or uh, Nash gave the 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 crotch chop when he was Hall, standing over the top of him, over top yeah. of him yeah. and everything. So to me, that would be like a acknowledgement of WWF in terms of doing that in WCW, as 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 somebody who you know not as involved in the history of wrestling as as you would be, Jones, right? So like I see that as somebody who's I'd say I'm a middle you know, of the road wrestling fan, no more than maybe a casual fan. I don't I will never pretend to say that I know as much as you or as, as Noah knows. Right. But when I see that, I think to myself, you're crossing the streams a little bit there, even though a crotch chop is a crotch chop, but like that in wrestling, that's such a DX thing. So why, how, how do we get there? How does that happen? Was that supposed to happen? Did they not care? Does it not matter? Am I, I reading too much yeah, into this? I didn't really read that much into it. I, I felt it was more as just a fuck you from Nash to Hall. Yeah. Um, I think I, I see what you mean now. It took me a second to really, I guess I'm so used to it. So like when he did it, I actually saw Waltman. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he just popped out like a mortal Kombat. It's, no, it's no different than Michael's back in 97 before he retired coming out on raw, walking down the ramp and doing the wolf pack sign because that's, that's what they do. Uh, so it's a click thing. That's a click thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, and, and maybe the 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 suck it thing isn't a click thing, but it is because they're all boys. Yeah. So I I mean that's kind of where it comes okay. from. All right. All right. Just I I, I need a little bit of little bit more context. Yeah, I, I don't say, think there really was context to I it. I feel it like Six was, was doing that in WCW too. I think he was doing the crotch chop a little bit before he went back became x I think genetically he can't not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. It's the only thing he knows. Um like there's just a compulsion that he has yeah. that he can't control. So let's let's talk about it here. Eight and a half years in the making. Because we're done with Brett and Sting. <laughs> that well, match is- so the way that match finished, uh Sting gets knocked the fuck out and Brett still, Brett still puts him in a sharpshooter. <laughs> well he has his win legit. You yeah. Know? Just it just that that match just felt awkward. To and then me. they play like some cowboy bebop music in the end, which didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, because why not? Uh, just, just, but 
Just seeing Hart in the WCW just felt unnatural to me. Because it but was. Eight years in the making. Eight and a half years in the making. WrestleMania 6 rematch. We are talking... Look, look. I'm going to set the stage for you, folks. We're talking eight and a half years in the making. The hype of WrestleMania 6 leading to what is arguably possibly the most anticipated uh, uh, rematch of all time. A sequel to one of the greatest uh, main events of WrestleMania of all time. Granted, WrestleMania 6 did not do great numbers because it was face versus face. But that's another conversation when we talk about WrestleMania 6. Uh, but one of the greatest rematches of all time, all the music, the pomp and circumstance, all the hype, the, 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 the WCW, uh, you know, uh, video packages, the music, the posturing, the posing, the anticipation, and then they locked up and it wasn't that good. Nah, it was not even, not that good. It was fucking bad. And it went to shit. Well- fast whatever they were going to do i think went to shit because it took them 10 minutes before they fucking even got started with it they're fucking up fast and picking up speed man like it wasn't good yeah like they just kept fucking up like you you could see during the match that warrior tried to summon the ghosts of cocaine pass to get himself into this match and it just didn't fucking happen no you know what you you saw he didn't know what to do no he i don't i don't know last time he wrestled maybe he wrestled internationally somewhere i doubt it um but it was like watching a guy who's never done it before try to do it, or has done it, but doesn't have a lot of hasn't experience. Hasn't done it in a while. He he tried to yeah. do like Hogan's doing like the little arm bar, and then Warrior tried to do a, a weird arm bar in reverse, and it looked weird. Like you're gonna fucking hurt somebody doing it that way. Like he did like a like a like a almost a backwards arm, right? and I'm just like, this is not good. This is this this. I don't remember this being that bad. Uh, I remember it, WrestleMania Six's match uh, wasn't amazing. Uh, but it was good because it was the height of Hulkamania and yes. and war was over like Rover, right? This shit was awkward as hell. And I don't know who told Warrior and Hogan that the test of fucking strength would work in 1998. That shit don't work in 1998. The crowd was like, no, what? The fuck and not doing? only that, but they did it for like six minutes. They did that. That's like they did it at WrestleMania 6. They were doing so many random spots like they did in WrestleMania 6. Yeah. Because I've yeah. watched that match a lot. Yeah. So I revisit the glory days. And it was not it a good idea. It was not great. Well, so who, now, now who comes up with that? Now is that, now when, you, when you're talking about this match and you're, you're, you're laying it out. Hogan was calling shots. Right. And so, it, it's interesting because like there's been a lot of stories over the years about, you know, how this came, match came to be and how it was botched and whose fault it was and how it's quite possibly the worst WCW pay-per-view match ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like there's stories of, hey, Hogan and Bischoff brought Warrior in just to get payback for what happened at WrestleMania 6. And then, you know, Hogan and Bischoff deny that. And there's this, just all this fucking yeah, of chatter. Course Bischoff there's all this chatter about that. like, oh, no, that's that's not the how and the why. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, we fucked up bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> an experiment. They, they've, at, at this point, they have all, all three of them have owned up like, oh, so yeah, we fucked Eric that Bischoff up Eric Bischoff says that he, you know, met up with the Warrior, I think in Arizona, and they talked about, you know, the contract and what the money and, and they agreed on everything. And so Bischoff uh, flew home. By the time he got home, as we're talking about, he's, he's getting faxes. So this is, you know, 98, 97, 98. I think he said it was like, 20 some pages of warriors ideas that he had faxed over in the time it took him to fly home because warriors that guy uh the one warrior nation was his, was warriors idea uh which was a cool idea yeah it, it was cool i remember being like oh that makes sense yeah it's like the nwo but it's 
O-W-E. Yeah, one But he didn't trademark it, so now it's the Oprah Winfrey Network. Yeah, well, they weren't smart about it. Um, <laughs> Fucking opportunity lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Oprah got that money. Oh, mm-hmm. she got all of that she money. Got, that might have been enough to keep WCW afloat. She should have bought WCW. Shit. Oprah, where were you? <laughs> you had one job. Other than all your other jobs. Too but fucking, that other job that you could have done with WCW. Too fucking short-sighted. Yeah. yeah but next the, time. The, yeah, Warrior, next the Warrior experiment was a failure, uh, admittedly, by everybody involved. Uh, Warrior was not ready to be in the big time anymore. And honestly, it's it was arguable he was ready back then, too. Everybody who's ever worked with Ultimate Warrior, Jim Hel- Helwig, would complain that he was difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he was eager to... The man has a tattoo of himself on himself. I can't get past that. I hate it. I think that's like a level of arrogance and lack of self-awareness that like is beyond me. Um, but this match was not good. And you know what? It's funny. I've watched this match like three times ever. Uh, I totally forgot about the fucked up flash paper. The fire. <laughs> I forgot all about that. So, so nobody really knows exactly how that was supposed to go down. Uh, aside from this fireball that Hogan was creating in the ring uh, that he he burned his mustache and his eyelashes with. Well, Uh, it's like something out of a movie. No, dude, you you, you mentioned a really important point to this because when you look at Hogan, because one of the things that I was thinking about watching this is literally what was the shoe polish budget that they had to be able to keep Hogan's... Because Warrior's face paint chips and falls off like nothing I've ever seen at this point. It doesn't even look like makeup at this point. It looks like Liam Neeson's face at the it's end just, of Event Horizon. It's melting off. Yeah, yeah. It's literally Liam Neeson's face at the end of Event Horizon. And if you want a visual, watch that fucking movie. It's Halloween, everybody. Yeah, watch that you'll movie. Get, you'll get the idea. Or don't. Yeah. It's not but, good. you know, Sting comes to the ring. His face paint comes off. His fucking goatee comes off, right? <laughs> um just fucking Disco Inferno brings a towel because he's trying not to get Billy Kidman to become William Man Man too quickly in this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. um, Warrior's face paint comes off. Hogan's beard is like fucking tattooed on that it doesn't wipe. It doesn't it doesn't smear. It doesn't move. That shit ain't real. Nothing about that's real. That's the most unreal thing in wrestling, and that's saying a fucking lot. <laughs> that's the most unreal thing. That's <laughs> his fucking facial hair. Is this is that, is that oh, fucking? But Jesus. like, but when he goes to light that thing, how did his lower mandible not just completely engulf in flames? It's flavor retardant. They they planned ahead. Smart. <sighs> it's like dusted with Kevlar or something. I don't Jesus fucking know. Christ. That's All I know is dusted with something. I need to go back <clears throat> and watch or listen to some more podcasts about this show because I don't remember if there was a snafu with the finish but i'm pretty confident that that whole thing became a clusterfuck really fucking fast because i'm i feel confident that warrior's supposed to get flashed in the eye and that was supposed to be the finish yes so the the botch was he was supposed to get flashed in the eye and he didn't and then in the back they called an audible and sent horace out with the weakest fucking chair shot oh it was weak sauce (laughs) ever like oh that's how it's gonna finish and they're like you know what, let's just set this dude on fire now. Because you can see when and then Bischoff they fuck that up too. grips the referee, he's telling him what's happening. Yeah. That's why he, I, I, you watch wrestling long, and if you know when they're communicating, he's telling yeah. them what the... You, yeah. When, before Irish whips, 
when they lean in, they're talking about what spots they want to call. Uh, and and that was definitely a moment where he was telling, like, just let this shit fly. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Because the moment the, the fireball doesn't work, panic sets in. Warrior does not know what to do. Yeah, there's no well, backup plan. Well, because Hogan, you had one singular fucking job. Well, Don't miss. Like, it was weird. Because so, you know, again, when this shit happens in wrestling, I don't think for if you're listening to this podcast, you have you're not discovering wrestling for the first time. We are not your introduction. If you to are wrestling, if we are, let, let us know. That'd Please. be fucking that'd be, I would be and so that'd be, pleased. And you're welcome. That'd be yeah. pretty fucking sweet. Right. It would. But like a lot of when you try to do these things, you're trying to maintain the illusion. You know, when guys blade, you don't see where the blade comes from. You don't see them go ahead and nick their forehead. You don't see where, but like when this happened, it's like they didn't give a fuck. It looks like, you guys ever go to the grocery store and like look at the pre-made foods, they have wraps, you know, like a buffalo chicken wrap or like a turkey apple brie wrap or something like that. And it's in those plastic containers that like snap together and everything. That's what they gave Hogan with the fucking <laughs> with with the lighter, with the um with the 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 piece of paper that was soaked in whatever was gonna catch it on fire and the everything. Flash paper, the yeah. flash paper and everything. And like there were no fucks given to trying to conceal in the ring what was happening. Because it almost looked like Hogan fudged getting the shit out of the container in the first did. place. Because they're like, did. oh, he's got a lighter. So I'm again, like, oh, that's random. Again, you know, I, I, I think this is a rhetorical question. We say, did they actually rehearse any of this beforehand? No. Um, <laughs> same thing with Giant trying to, you know, climb up to the ropes. Like, did you guys test this beforehand? You're not going to put a 500 pound man up on the top rope. And let him think about it the second time. He doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not going to give a man who's got fucking shoe polish on his face <laughs> an opportunity to think about this twice. <laughs> so like he fucking Harry Potter's this thing in a terrible way. And they're both just standing there looking at each other like, what? <laughs> so and I was like, oh no, why? <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't fuck this up. Like he didn't even get it close. No, he, he really, he hit himself. He hit himself in the face. It was a three stooges moment. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he was like five feet away from him. Like if you would have went and like Hannah Barbera'd this and they just started chasing <laughs> each other, like it was a hallway and you're facing it and you it's just watch them running hallway, through. Just they're just running through the different doors oh and everything chasing each other and like then bischoff and horace show up and then the door that, closes and they come back out you could have taken from the moment he he starts right before he starts fumbling to get the bag out of his tights like one and a half times the speed with benny hill music yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all the way till horse comes out and the whole thing and 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 best part about this too is that so all this happens and somehow this match comes to an end, right? Mercifully. Mercifully. And then in, in, in just great wrestling fashion, they're like, you know what? This was so bad. And this was so poorly done. Let's just pull out an entire thing of lighter fluid. <laughs> and we're just going to end yeah. this. We're just going to end it. <laughs> we're going to take Jim Hellwick yeah. out of the equation. We're just yeah. going to. Yeah. We're just going to go The warrior ahead. is going to be dead now. We're going to literally make the warrior into Kane. And I don't even know if the warrior knew that that was happening. Because, like, after they left the ring, after the, after they got <laughs> removed from the ring, he, like, comes to and he's like, he could, you could see he started tasting. You could taste <laughs> and they sprayed it in his oh, face. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is all over me? See, were they trying to light me on fire? <laughs> see, I sacrifice to I, shout. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought about this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought about this. Um, when they were backstage talking about this, and they're like, listen, so here's what's going to happen. After this whole thing happens, we're going to light you on fire. But when we go ahead and read the lighter fluid out, it's just going to be like water or something. So it's just going to, it's going to look good for the fans or anything. We're not really going to light you on fire. And then like after it happened and he was like, they left the ring and he's getting up. He realized they grabbed the wrong bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they did. All right. (laughs) And, and then he realized he's literally covered in fire. And if he rolled the wrong way on, he was laying on the lighter. He was, (laughs) it was in the middle of the ring. God, that would have just ended. Wow. Between his spray tan and the fucking lighter fluid, he would have got up like a Christmas yeah. oh tree. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the fucking Christmas tree and Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that match sucked. Oh, it was bad. It, it was actively, and it was 14 minutes of not good. Yeah. Was, was, was them planning to burn Warrior alive for no fucking reason, other than they blamed him for that match? It's Halloween. Was that better or worse than Orton trying to blow up John Cena? Worse. At least Orton was able to detonate. <laughs> you know? I feel like that goes to, to say a lot of things about Randy Orton's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, Randy Orton. <laughs> say one good thing about Randy Orton. The dude can fucking detonate. <laughs> we almost got him. Yeah. He almost got him. At least he was able to get that far. Uh, yeah, so uh, Hogan versus Warrior, the, the, the rematch of the century. Did not live up to the hype. Woo! No. Not on even, multiple not levels. Even a little bit. So you guys, we're coming to the end of this of this Halloween Havoc. Thank God. Halloween Havoc Part 3, Havoc Artist. <laughs> and we we're really at the the fucking just meat and potatoes of this pay-per-view. Because we're going into, if I tell you, you can go ahead and book your dream pay-per-view of all time. And you told me, all right, I'm gonna get Hall versus Natch and a battle of the outsiders. And then I'm going to go ahead and have Bret Hart versus Sting. And then I'm going to have the rematch of Warrior versus fucking Hogan. It's stacked as hell, man. You're looking at this and being like. My money. Take Which it. Which is what a Take lot of people probably did. Take it all. Yeah. Um, and then give it back to me because this is when right. the pay-per-view is going to cut out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> give it right back to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and none of these are the main event. Nope. Nope. Because coming up now, after everything we sat through, we've sat through some really good cruiserweight matches. We've sat through some really bad uh, mid-card matches. We went through whatever the Steiners do. And now we've got a streak on the line. 154 and counting. Mm-hmm. A man who is not a man. He's a force of nature. He's Lesnar before Lesnar. And you've got the people's champion of another brand going against each other for the World Heavyweight Championship. You've got Bill Goldberg against Diamond Dallas Page. So given the way you just uh, introduced Goldberg... As you know, 154 and oh, this unstoppable force in wrestling. Why does he need security guards? Oh man, that's bad. And why do the security guards look like the fucking Dewey from Scream? Like they can't actually protect you. Like Goldberg is the only one who can protect Goldberg if shit goes down. First off, Jeff, 
fuck you for giving these guys that much credit of being Dewey from Scream. <laughs> they were the Dewey knockoff from Scary Movie. Uh, That's who they were. It's probably I more mean, yeah. Say what you want, but it's a badass entrance. It is. It, it's so unnecessary, but it's like... Yeah, and they that's fall a badass all the way out. Right they do yeah. the Mark Henry thing, but the camera behind the back, it yeah. comes down like this. Yeah. See, as much as I don't like Bill Goldberg for what he did, and you know what you fucking did. He knows what he did. Um, I Bret actually Hart knows watched, what he did. I actually watched that during this match. You watched that match during that match? I, I did. I paused it. I went back. I actually, this is why it took me six hours to watch this <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> okay. Um, Because I just kept, I told you, I was so bored with a lot of times in this pay-per-view that I just kept going down rabbit holes. So as Goldberg came out, I stopped it, and then I went on and I watched an interview of Goldberg talking about that match with um, with Brett, and then I watched a breakdown of Stevie Richards for 16 minutes talking about that match. <laughs> Tell me what you thought about it. Um, I'm curious. We've never even re- that's the first time I think you've really like watched a lot about it. What do you? What are your opinions? Well, about? you know, um, I honestly think it's just unfortunate. Of course, it was. Um, but I also don't, I, I just think it was a mistake. I really do. Um, I don't think anybody thinks Goldberg did it intentionally to try yeah. to murder well, Brett. It was interesting because when they, when I watched the interview, it was about a four or five minute clip of him just talking about it. He's like, he's like, when, he's like, I, I get really upset when people accuse me of like really trying to end Brett's career. He's like, if I wanted to actually end Brett's career, there's a lot he of could. other things I could have fucking done yeah. to have done that. He's like, I don't know. He's like, it's one of the great. He's like, I don't have a lot of mistakes. I don't have a lot of regrets from from my career in wrestling or anything. He's like, that is absolutely the one that one of two that I have is that I did not. I I did not do that kick right. It's like, I don't and that's know. That's put it mildly. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I watched <laughs> watching Stevie Richards do this was like watching somebody kind of like go back and like watch the Kennedy assassination. He's like, watch his head. It goes back into the left back into the left um but um it it's it i mean it is what it is um i expected more dave i i, I just thought you'd have more to for me than well, that but i mean okay cool i on look, look we're we're two hours and 21 minutes into this already yeah so it's too late now um and I, I i think we probably will have an opportunity to really talk about that in more detail i would love to go and talk about it for 30 minutes but i don't think we have the time to do that part of this episode but uh i think it's worth kind of putting a pin in that and coming back to it at a later i will remember you said that please do um because next week on nothing good yeah we talk about it <laughs> just while, while we're while we're doing the thing we're doing for next week's episode that's just gonna be the, two episodes in one ladies and gentlemen yeah. wait until you see what we're doing we got planned for you for that one but um uh those cops weren't there to protect bill goldberg bill goldberg was there to protect them cops mm. they were too afraid to leave until he came out and that's why they felt safe Maybe. leaving that room. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, again, say everything you want to say about Goldberg. Um, that entrance was legit. It's badass. It's mm-hmm. real fucking badass. Yeah. And this match was the best match of the night. Yeah. They did really. They both came to play. It was good. Uh, DDP, as always, I'm, I've always been a mark for Diamond Dallas Page, even in his shitty WWF run. Uh, I think DDP is just for again for his age. We talked about a million times for his age, what he accomplished at at the age he was. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he was you know banging Kimberly Page the entire time was also phenomenal. We should God have known that because they have the same last name. Yeah. How about that shit? Mm-hmm. How that works. Um, but uh, I think 
the match itself was qu- 10 minutes. Fuck. That match could have gone another five, six minutes. That was Bill. Bill Goldberg's matches were like my sex life. If you got past two minutes, you were pretty lucky. Okay. At that point. <laughs> right. So the fact that this match went 10 minutes, you know, at it, it, it minute eight, I thought somebody was going to lean into him and go, uh, uh, Goldberg, you okay? <laughs> you right? Is it? Is it me? Can, are you having trouble finishing? Oh, no. Um, what can I do to speed Jesus this up? Christ. And Goldberg was, was, was very Goldberg. <laughs> you know? Uh, Dave cracks himself up again. I was not ready for that. Oh, shit. Um, Goldberg, and, 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 and to his credit, I mean, by this point, he's only really been doing this on a big stage for a couple years. Not yep. even. Um, and he's operating at a high level. Because he's an athlete, and that helps. Uh, he's a high-level athlete. Um, I can fucking move. But DDP had a lot of experience, and he's definitely guided Goldberg through this match, I'm sure. Uh, and say what you want about the RKO, which I love the RKO, but man, I'm a mark diamond for the cutter diamond cutter. All day. It's just, god damn it, it's so good. It doesn't even have to be anything flashy. It's just an awesome move. And and you can do it. Like just It can out of nowhere, right? One mistake. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, but I would say this match was definitely the best match of the night. Uh, infinitely best match of the night. The two yeah. best matches of the night that made it feel like a pay-per-view were the, was the Steiner deal yeah. and this match. Everything else was Nitro heavy. Not Nitro light, Nitro heavy. Yeah. Uh, full-bodied Nitro. 8.6 Nitro. Oh. Yeah. Not so to fill you up. So it's definitely a stout then. Oh, it's a stout. It's all a right. stout Nitro. Good. That's not a good thing. Probably not. <laughs> but I'm sure Jeff's had about 25 of them, though. Different ones over the life. Yeah. 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 You got to experiment a little. Um, can can we talk a little bit about DDP here for a second? I'll always talk about DDP. We are talking about DDP. I, I just want to go ahead and, and, you know, everything about Diamond Dallas Page was fucking over at this point. Everybody loved Diamond Dallas Page. Everybody wanted Diamond Dallas Page to succeed. Yes. And my my, my man comes out here just looking like a Karen who was in the mid perm his his blowout or i don't know if that's what you call it it I, was, I, was it was successful it, it was. was definitely a perm the way it was curled it was and it's it's like he got out of the he got out of the thing they put over your head i don't know what that thing's called a hair dryer is maybe like the little thing they put around to to perm it. i don't know i don't i don't do that obviously um you should but like i feel like he <laughs> i feel like when he got into this match it's because like he saw his like significant other outside like at talking to you know like her man like in some other one it's like was just taking her earrings out <laughs> okay. and the fucking blowout was all over the place i got you um and going up against goldberg whose neck looks like a pizza shovel oh, shit. <laughs> right i now i see it sure like the whole just and and, and it's such an interesting visual of these <laughs> two Pizza shovel it does i mean <laughs> um Brock Lesnar looks like 17 pizza shovels. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But um, it's even just an interesting juxtaposition of what these two guys look like. Because, you know, Goldberg looks like he's the the chiseled athlete. And DDP looks like just some dude you just bumped into at the bar who, yeah. you know, just can go ahead and diamond cut you through a pool table. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of the opponents that Goldberg has faced, like he looks huge <laughs> up against. But like. Him and DDP are the same height. Yeah, DDP's not so a like, small dude. Yeah, so he doesn't... He's not, like, overshadowed by him, but he looks like just a regular dude. Yeah. But there's not a point in this match where you don't believe that DDP can win. 
And yeah. I think of everything that you're talking about in this pay-per-view, that's one of those things that I give them credit is that, you know, as much as WCW, WCW'd this fucking pay-per-view, they did get this match right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sure. I think it's a big part of this because two younger guys, you know, nah, 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 TV's not younger, two hungry guys, better yet, who, re- who, who are in the main event, not Hogan, not Warrior, which was fucking wise. And I feel like that was by design. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier, like how much ego played a factor in this pay-per-view. It didn't in this match. Oh, they went out and they did. They told they just a, did a their fair thing. story yeah. uh, in a in a short amount of time. Ten minutes for a heavyweight title bout. It's pretty impressive to tell a good story. Again, Jones, yeah. ten minutes is short only by a matter of perspective. Well, I feel like this match could have been twenty minutes. Granted, Goldberg. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, go, I feel like don't don't get too crazy. I, now, I Jones. think I think DDP and Goldberg could have gone another nine to eleven minutes uh, and really told a better story. But either way, it was still good. It was it was easily. The only five. If there was a five star match on this, this show, this was this the is match. the only one. Yeah. Well, I mean, a ten minute Goldberg match is a twenty minute match to anybody yeah. else. Well, I, of those one hundred and fifty four wins, I wonder how many were Silver Kings and, and La Parkas. Probably at least one hundred and seventeen. Oh shit, that's a lot. That's yeah, like, poor La Parka. Well, um, and 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 it's good that they gave this match that they had this match at the end of the card not just because it's for the championship because obviously if you kind of talk about these four matches we talked about here at the yeah. round out this card this is probably the one that's the least interesting but at the time the streak was everything mm-hmm. right i was fucking hook line and sinker on the streak oh, here yes. for goldberg when this was going on um this um halloween havoc is kind of right in the middle of what i would consider my um wcw heyday like this is when i was really into it because i love ddp yeah. and you would sometimes see the ddp like the, the the light blue nwo shirts popping up like is ddp gonna join the wolf pack is he gonna join you know black and white is he gonna join is he just gonna stay out on his own you know there's a lot of kind of stuff going on there and of course goldberg was just mowing people down yeah like the way yeah, that he went on a huge tear through yeah. WCW. The way like Bronson Reed was like trying to get pushed over by battling like a 110 pound, you yeah. know, uh, NXT guy just so they could go ahead and try to get him get him some momentum as being an unstoppable force. Um so I was I was all into that and I I did enjoy this match a lot. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'm going to say about this match you guys we can wrap it up. Uh I and and, and I didn't write it down but I I made a mental note. <clears throat> One of my favorite parts about this whole match is that Goldberg didn't have an easy time. Um, yeah, he had to work for it. And he sold. Yeah. And he was selling after the match. And it wasn't like the, the handshake and the hug, all that stuff was cool, but it was just Goldberg's not invincible. And yeah. with the right opponent, you can push He's, this motherfucker. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's still just a guy. And, and I dug that story. Yeah, I dug and like that DDP feeling. Pushed uncovered him. that. He pushed yeah. him. Yeah. And if he had pinned him just a little quicker after that diamond cutter, maybe DDP would have won. Goes yeah. back to... Who kicks out of a finish and what finishing move it is. Yes. Yep. Right? Yes. But all in all, I mean, it was a great episode of Nitro. Yeah, it was a, it was <laughs> a really great episode of Nitro. <laughs> it's a great Nitro. Yeah, actually, the uh, best Nitro ever, yeah. ever made. Yeah, the best Halloween Nitro ever. <laughs> uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, but all in all, it was an okay show. There were certainly some highs like we just talked about. And a whole lot of lows. Uh, and just a bunch in the middle there. I concur. Yes. So I guess uh, that'll be it for us tonight, today, this yes. morning. It's still morning. 
It is still morning. Yeah. We've been talking to you for two and a half hours, and it's still morning. That's how fucking early we did this. That's how committed we are to <laughs> That's two right. people. That's right. It's for you, um, not for us. We got some some things coming down the pipeline that we were not talking about because we're still figuring it out uh, because we're adults here. Uh, but, but it's it's really the reason why we're not telling you about it is because and we're still figuring it out is not because we're being lazy. It's because this is kind of interesting about what we're doing, and we've never done it before, and um, we want to make sure that this is pretty awesome. For, for you guys to kind of check it out. So, mm-hmm. yes. Well said. Well yeah. said. And it involves video games. Yeah. And Halloween. And Halloween. And that's all you're saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, saying anything else. Yeah. Because right. I honestly don't know enough about what we're doing to actually talk about it more. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I, don't know. Oh, I know the general premise yes. of it, but, you know, the game and everything, I don't know enough about. Right. So, or games, or maybe it's not a game you're at like, all. Can you stop talking? Yes. Yeah, I'm done. So, <laughs> so, join us next week on Halloween. To see what that is. Yes. Uh, we appreciate you all listening this week. We'll see you next week. Visit some shit in the archives. There's some really good shit in there yes. that we've talked Do it. about. Do it. You uh, won't. I know you won't. You but won't. You will. But if you will, we'll see you there. Truck nuts. Nothing good.